Blog Talk Radio. Fighting soldiers from the sky. Fearless men who jump and die. Men who mean just what they say. The brave men of the Green Beret. Silver wings upon their chest. These are men. America's best One hundred men Will test today But only three When the Green Beret Trained to live Off nature's land Trained in combat Hand to hand Men who fight by night and day, courage take from the Green Beret. Silver wings upon their chest, these are men, America's best. One hundred men will test today, but only three. When the Green Beret Back to home A young wife waits Her Green Beret Has met his fate He has died For those oppressed Leaving her This last request Put silver wings On my son's chest Make him one Of America's best He'll be a man They'll test one day Have him win The Green
was five and he was six We rode on horses made of sticks He wore black and I wore white Come on, let's shoot Blair, Hey, uh, I need to get the rat, the brass to drop ramps. I got a wounded girl. We need to take the rest of mine. Oh, it's their fault for bringing their kids to a battle. That's right. The main reason we went into Iraq at the time was we thought he had weapons of mass destruction. It turns out he didn't, but he had the capacity to make weapons of mass destruction. But I also talked about the human suffering in Iraq. Hello, boys and girls. I have a special message for you from the President of the United States. I salute the boys and girls who are buying United States savings stamps and bonds, and they're giving important support to the cause of freedom and the men who fight for us in Vietnam. Congress gave us this authority in August 1964 to do whatever may be necessary. That's pretty far-reaching. That's the sky's the limit. As an American citizen, you have to respect our president, whether I like it or not. It's really my, not my decision, but I do respect my president, and I will support whatever decision he makes. Music played and people sang, just for me, the church bells rang. It is a hard fact that U.S. strikes have resulted in civilian casualties. United States knows that Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. One of the first things they told me was, you're not even to acknowledge the drone program. You're not even to discuss that it exists. Renewed hostile actions against United States ships on the high seas in the Gulf of Tonkin have today required me to order the military forces of the United States to take action in reply. That reply is crashing through the lies and disinformation. All right, everybody, Joseph Gibson podcasting here. Understanding the times in which we live today. Another uh, wonderful, wonderful podcast here. We always have roughly. We had to cancel the simulcast tonight that we were doing. We were going to be doing that with the Republic and the uh, For the People. Radio also, we simulcast last week, if you remember correctly. Where, uh, that's what was our plan. We were going to start doing a simulcast and try to gather other uh, podcasts that aren't, you know, the big the big guys out there, you know, the ones that are making $200 million. And, you know, <laughs> $200 million. Imagine that. You pay $200 million from a microphone, just act silly, you know. I mean, I've never listened to the Joe Rogan podcast. I, I, I really be honest with you, I've saw small little tidbits of it here and there, but never really listened to it too much. Uh, what was the big battle about him being on Spotify or something? I don't know. I'm on Spotify. I mean, I don't get two hundred million dollars. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, but uh, and I've been around. I think a little bit longer than Joe Rogan actually. So how uh, long I've been doing this podcast? Now what? Since 2014, 13 maybe. I don't know. I've done a, quite a few of them over the years, and you know we've got pretty large there for a little while, and it got a little bit out of control. There's too many, too many, too many spam callers, trolls calling in, and 
you know, and then people were wanting to get on here and co-host, and I remember people wanted to be a co-host with me for so long, and then we got that idiot Chad on here, I remember, the fake militia guy from Indiana. Yeah, I think he was a fed. He was an undercover fed, really. That's what I think he was. And I think, he, you know, him and I think, I don't know, it was another guy that came with him, another guy, I don't know, he was, he bought a little click with him, a little group of guys that, that all were introduced to me, and they were all up in my business every day, wanting to get to know me so well, and now they've all just disappeared. Kind of makes you wonder, huh? You know, and even on social media, they were all in tune, wanting to talk to me, and this guy with this, the sovereign movement, this guy and that, you know, wanting to know about all about me and everything, and giving me advice to do this, and they all disappeared. What was the other guy that was with him? Adam. Yeah, that was another one, Adam. He hung around for quite some time. He was talking to me for a while. And, uh... And I forgot what happened with him. I think he got oh he got mad because I was talking to the uh, NSM network there. You know, I guess supposedly that's what he says. You know, but I don't know. But he's disappeared now too. He was always working in an office. I noticed that always in an office behind a computer. You know, so all hours of the night too. You know, so I don't know. But he's disappeared. He was always coming on here for a while, and uh, you know it makes you wonder who the provocateurs are. Who the people are that are trying to entrap you and set you up, you know? I mean, how many times I've been shadow banned where I don't, you know, uh, where, you know, I'll have sometimes, you know, 50 live callers here and, you know, show up as three on my call board. And then other times, and then when I get a guest on and it's a one-on-one kind of deal where I'm doing an interview, I'll get just people harassing the crap out of me. The phone lines won't stop ringing. You know, so it's uh, it makes you wonder what's real and what's not, what what's real, what's not real out there, and really, what what's the cause for all this? What's the name of the game for this new world order? For them to gain control, control over what? Over what? What do they need to get control over? Really, they own the money, they print the printing presses. Are they really scared of all the numbers of people? They can corral a million people like it's nothing. Uh, controlling them, well, it's kind of hard to control each individual a person out there in the world today. But when you really think about it, it's not. I mean, they can lock down a city at any time they want to. Shut it down. Go door to door. Pull you out, underwear and all. Throw you out in the middle of the road and search your house. What can you do to stop them? What would you do? Nothing. You're not going to do nothing. Simple as that, right? They got all the important guns. They got all the important hardware. They've got all the technology. They have the power. They've got the brainwashed zombies behind them. And then the ones that aren't, they got the vaccinated, dumbed-down, morally, chemically-dependent idiots behind them. So really, they control everything, don't they? But then you have the other people out there, and they've infiltrated us like crazy. It's of the Lord. It's of the Lord. Nothing happens unless God allows it to happen, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's an oxymoron in itself right there, right? I mean, when you think about it, well, let's go to the churches. What's their main theme? Don't rebel against the system. Let the system control you. Turn the other cheek, right? So what's behind all that control? Why, 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 if you didn't have any type of all-seeing being up there, God, uh, that you're going to face the day you die, even though nobody's ever come back and told you what it's like, or even that, or we don't have anyone here today that can tell us, they give any eyewitness, that you ought to have faith. got to have faith. 
Let me ask you this, then, to these uh, preachers out there. They, you know, they've got all this faith, and they're for certain. They know for sure what's going to happen when you die. You know, you're going to meet Jesus. You know, there's a, there's a, you're going to be in heaven, and, you know, we're going to be, you know, up there worshiping the Lord all day long, all night long. We're never, never going to die, never get hungry, never get sick. We're just going to be in paradise, you know. There's no angels up there, that's what they say. And uh, there's no male or female, we're just one perfect body, three, 33-year-old perfect body after the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to be walking in heaven, around in heaven, even though nobody knows what it looks like. Nobody's, you know, nobody knows. Uh, we're going to be wearing white robes, we'll have white hair, and we're going to be singing, worshiping the Lord all day, all night. And that's it. That's heaven. You know, but there's too many things to do, they say. There's things to do what? You know, plant a garden? Why? You don't get hungry. Uh, where do you go to the bathroom? You don't have to go to the bathroom. Right? What, what do you do? I, mean, what do you, I don't understand. Where's the plumbing? Who controls that? You know, what's going on up there? You're putting it in a human perspective, Joe. You can't look at it that way. You can't. You can't possibly. You can't understand it, Joe. They tell me. You can't. You have no way of knowing. You're trying to put yourself like God. You can't do that. God is so powerful, you just can't understand him. But yet, didn't he appear to the Jews in the desert? I mean, he was with them. He walked with them, right? I mean, he walked with Adam in the garden. That's what the Bible says. God walked with Adam in the, in the garden. So, I mean, God has legs then, right? He walked, right? He didn't say God floated with Adam, right? He said God walked with Adam. So if God walked, he's got legs. I asked that to a pastor once. Oh, 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 he started flipping out. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, you're, 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 you know, asking, asking silly questions, stupid questions. Yeah, well, I don't think it's stupid. You're asking me to buy into something and believe something that, you know, to have faith in something, and you can't explain it to me. You're a teacher. You're supposed to be a teacher anyway. That's what you claim to be. You have, to, you have this degree. That's why you walk around a suit and tie all day. And you never break a sweat. And you have to, you know, and you have such a tough job. <laughs> He's got the stress of the world on his shoulders, you know. <laughs> Pastors, you know, they they get paid to, to to preach, you know, get up in front of everybody and tell everybody how life is supposed to be and how they're supposed to live. Well, that's all well and fine, but don't tell me, you know, but don't tell me how hard it is, you know, what what kind of hard work you do every day and you're exhausted from, you know, what from what, you know, so. Uh, again, let's get back to that subject. We 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 want to know what God is. We ask these questions. It's we're only it's only natural, right? We want to know the truth. We want to seek out the truth. We want to understand things. We want to know what happens when we die. Everybody, there's one fact that we are just not going to get out of that we can't stop. It's one fact. We're going to die. We're all going to die one day. One day. Maybe 10 years, maybe 20 years, maybe 30 years, maybe 50 years, maybe tomorrow. We don't know. We're all going to die. Can't stop it, no matter how hard we try. It doesn't matter. We're all going to die. So I would like to know what happens when you die. And I ask this question to a lot of pastors. I've always been trying to ask, and many of them, and some of them have been my friends, ex-friends and whatnot. And we get in these in-depth conversations, and it turns into a rabbit hole, and we spin, you know, and we don't ever really come to a conclusion. It's always their conclusion is you've got to have faith, and that's it, period, end of story. You're not allowed to question it. That's it. And, you know, and that's, that's their conclusion to it, blind faith. Okay? 
And and look, I'm all look. Common sense would say there's a creator. There has to be something that created all this. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know whether it was a robot or it was what or whatever. Whatever it was that created something that whatever created this. I mean, it, it's obvious. A very perfect design. It's great. It's it's. I mean, life here on planet Earth. All the things that had to happen for it to sustain life the way it does. The fact of who we are as human beings and how we think, react, and our conscience and what we feel inside and our intuitions, you know, uh, our characters, you know, uh, everything about us. It's it's obvious, an awesome creation, right? We're very awesome, I mean, when you think about it. I mean, just who are we as human beings? What are we? You know, but that question is, is what happens when you die? Nobody, you cannot tell me for sure you have that answer, you know, and what you become. You just can't say for sure. Well, yes, I've got witnesses from when Jesus walked this. That's what they say. I've got proof, they say. Okay, well, if you believe in that proof, and then they come with some stupid argument. Well, you believe in the Constitution, don't you? Nobody was, nobody's around today that wrote that, you know. <laughs> don't talk stupid. Don't come with that nonsense when we're having a discussion like that, Okay. Uh, we got one on that used to come on here all the time, Dr. Peter Ventura. That guy right there can deflect any question. I mean, he can de- he's the expert at deflecting when you ask him a direct question. He, he, is pre- he would have been a great car salesman. He should have done that. I mean, yeah, I mean, this guy could – he makes everything sound – he's got all the advice in the world, all the advice in the world, but no solutions, you know? And, and I'd ask him these questions, and we'd have long conversations late at night. I mean, I'd be like, and I would try to get to the bottom of this. You know, I'm, I want to know the truth. And, you know, and, and sometimes it ends up in an argument, and I'm going to hell because I want to search for the truth sometimes. That's how it would be. You know, and I don't think that's right, and I don't like that. You know, I think you should have a right to uh, question things, question where we come from, where we go when we die. Yes, hello, cough, cough in the chat room. Yes, cough, cough. Yes, having a good conversation here, the rabbit hole here tonight of what, what, you know, what is life all really about, who human beings, and understanding the times in which we live today. And you know, I'm sure you remember Koskoff. We have you know, Dr. Peter Ventura on here, and he was the magical king of de- deflecting answers, and he always had an answer for everything but no solutions. And, you know, he, he, he doesn't work. He never really worked in his life. You know, he worked as, you know, some. I mean, we had a big argument once about that. You know, we were having a discussion about life and whatnot, and he's trying to tell me about work and everything. I said, where did you work? You've never worked anywhere your whole entire life. What are you talking about? You know, you you worked at a temp service and worked at a scrap metal yard for a year before you got into, you know, started going to school, doing your thing. So what are you talking about? You can't tell me about, oh, I scraped bubble gum off the side. You did it for a week working at a temp service. Don't tell me that that's life. Don't tell me you know about hard work, you know. No, I mean, the guy's a smart guy. I'm not going to lie. You know, he's a smart guy, intelligent, you know, well-studied, very good at the law. Uh, uh, he's very well uh, biblically versed. He understands the Bible a lot. He reads quote scripture to you. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie on, about things or tell the, You know, or not tell the truth here. But um, but you know, when it came to in depth conversations and really getting to the bottom of something, his knowledge only would go to a certain point and then it plateau off. 
and then he couldn't go any further. And then, well, I don't have all the answers. That's what he would say. When I finally got him down to, you know, the the really to the point where I had to have a, there was no other deflecting. There was no other way to dodge the question. You know, which is an honest answer. I don't have all the answers. I don't know. Well, that's good. That's what you should have told me from the beginning. Then, <laughs> you know, instead of trying to answer something and steer me in the wrong direction, because that's dangerous. And that's the point of what I'm trying to say here. And there's people out there trying to tell people what to do and how to live their lives, and they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Who are they? Or who? You know, when you know, just because they they don't have all these answers, you know, what's your credentials to back you up that gives you the authority to say all this stuff to people? And that's where I get into these pastors of these churches. You know, is what they're doing a good thing? Really? I mean, is what they are believe true? I want to know what happens when I die. I want to know where I go. You know, and people out there that are trying to give me answers, right? Listen, I've studied all that stuff, and I appreciate what you're trying to do. But this, we'd have to really get into very serious uh, theological uh, discussion here, and I don't really want to do that. You know, because we're talking going back deep into history, understanding history, and looking, you know, and, and really going in depth and that would that would just t- turn the show into like a really dry show where you know so i'm just throwing something out there for some talking points that's all people there that are sending me messages here on facebook and twitter all right so anyway but uh tonight what we're going to do is i started this up and i got some good reactions on it call back telemarketer night okay and that's what i do these people that call you up with these spoofed numbers and they harass the crap out of you. I mean, I guess I don't have this 5G phone yet or updated thing or whatever. I got a cell phone that's old, and uh, they just don't stop. I don't know what's happened here, but they just attack me every single day. I've just been shutting off the phone now because just why bother? You know, what the hell? Uh, you know, uh, But they are harassing the crap out of me, and I'm getting tired of it. I mean, you know, because sometimes I do have to make a phone call, and but then they're clicking in, and they do it right when I go to pay for something, or right when I'm going to make a transaction, or like I said, when I'm making a phone call. There, there they are, Medicare, car warranty, all this crap, you know, and this stuff should be prosecuted. It's against the law. They're spoofing their caller ID. My caller ID, I mean, and they're changing their phone numbers, and that's against the law. Why are they not prosecuted? You would be. So, so I'm gonna. So I'm gonna. So if the police won't handle it, or the attorney general's office won't fix this, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to call them back and harass them, and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And they call one of our conglomerate corporations out there and just try to get some answers about something here. I won't get into the story of that in case I don't have time to do it. But, but uh, anybody who's got anything you want to add here tonight, by all means, phone number 657. There you go. They, no, you don't call that number. You call this number. I'm just trying to – just giving it out. See, somebody calls the other number. 657-383-0616 because there's a lot of people that listen – on other platforms, and they don't know the phone number, and they're listening via the Internet and whatnot. And all calls are uh, uncensored, unscreened, and I don't give out your phone number, and I don't store your phone number, and I don't call you back after the show, so don't worry about that. 
right, so uh, let's see here. All right, well, we got a couple of messages there. Some people there want a couple of news. No, I'm not going to report on that tonight. No. And you know who I'm talking to there. So let's get to open up the phone lines here. Let's go to uh, contact my first couple of telemarketers here. Get to the bottom of this here and uh, try, try to, you know, harass, do what they do to me, you know. Harass them. So uh, these telemarketers, they're just a pain in the neck, man. They don't stop. They don't. And, and, and even when you tell them, and somebody said block their number, yeah, it would be impossible for me to block all these numbers. It'd be impossible. I'd just be blocking numbers for the rest of my life. They just keep, you know, they use different numbers. So let's see a couple of these people who we got here today that I shunned off here. Let's see what they got to say for themselves. Put them on the spot here. Nope. That number was no good. That was a bad number. Yeah, that's another thing, too. How do they call you from numbers that are no good? That's interesting. How do they call you from a number that doesn't exist, that, that that's turned off, or, you know, that's something. They use these numbers that are dead. That's another, you know, why is the, I'm gonna, one night I think I'm going to try to hook up an interview with the attorney general or something or try to get, you know, to the bottom of this, where why can't these people be prosecuted for breaking the law? If you or I, I assure you, they'd be knocking on our front door very quickly. You know, trying to rip people off, get you credit card information and stuff. Ridiculous. Next number. Your call is very important to us. Please stay on the line and you'll be transferred to the next available agent. calling Angie. If you are calling as a homeowner, please press 1. If you are calling on behalf of a business, please press 2. To reach the company directory, please press 3. If you are calling as a homeowner, please press 1. If you are calling on behalf of a business, please press 2. To reach the company directory, please press 3. Zero. Zero. Please enter the phone number associated with your membership. Membership? Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to have a membership here to this one. Hello? I didn't get Zero. that. Please try again. Zero. 
Zero. I didn't get that. Please try again. Seven three four dash four. I didn't get that. Please try again. Okay, I'm gonna put them on hold and keep them on hold. They're gonna keep. You're gonna keep repeating. If you are yourself. looking for a local service provider, oh. please press one. For help signing into one. your account or navigating our website or mobile app, please press two. If you would like to update two. your account information, please press three. For all other call reasons. Please press four. Five. I thought it one of my account. If you are looking four, for a local sure. service provider, please press one. For help signing into your account or navigating our website or mobile app, please press two. If you would like to update your account information, please press three. For all other call three. reasons, please press four. Three. Update my account. Thank you. I will connect you with a team member who can help. To ensure you Great. get the best service possible, your call may be monitored or recorded. To help us deliver world-class service, you may receive an email survey about your experience today. I didn't give it to him yet.
I'm the Angie. A- Angie, that must be Angie List, huh, or something. Angie List. How do they get my number? All right, let's try this one here, this one here, this one here. I've had it out with this one a few times here, this guy here. Let's see, let's see here. We'll go him up here. We'll get somebody. Don't worry. What's the good way? I'm going to slam into them real good. I'm going to really waste their time. All right. Try this one here. Thank you for calling Senior Benefits. You were contacted by us because you directly requested information on state-regulated final expense plans now available in your state. Your request came in from a website, Facebook ad, or a piece of mail that you filled out and returned back. At this time, all of our representatives are on other lines. Please press 1 to be placed on the Do Not Call list or press 2 to leave a message. Another one that won't talk to you. She tells me how, why I was contacted. I never did none of that. Never did none of that. I'm not pressing nothing. They just hang up on you. All right, there you go. So there's another one there. Senior benefits. Senior benefits. These are all people that have my phone number that call me during the day. Senior benefits. How do they get my number? How do they get it? All right, let's see. This guy here is it. This one here. This is another one here I've had it out with. This one, I should get a Habib here on this one, a good uh, one of those AABs here. We'll see what happens. This guy here, he's the one that told me to go F my mother today, I think. One of them did. <laughs> yeah. Call me up and tell me to go F my mother. Calling me. You know? You complain, you won't get nowhere. Make a complaint. You've reached us outside of normal business hours. Please try back during normal business hours or press 2 to schedule a call back for tomorrow morning. You also can press 3 to opt out. Sure you could. Sure you could. You've reached us outside of normal business hours. All right. Please try All right. You know, just shut up. All right, let's see here. Let's try this guy here. Try this one. I'm going to get one of them. Oh, let's see. Let's try. Uh, this one's another one. My area code here, 336. It was this was a woman that told got smart with me on the phone. She actually threatened me, I think, this one here. Mom threatened me today. Oh, let's see here. Oh. And like I said, if you complain, you're not going to get anywhere. You know, all you can do is do what I'm doing right here. Hey, we're going to get in the chat room. Don't worry, we're going to get to the news stories here shortly. I'm just going to get to the uh, couple of telemarketers I'm calling back today. And that was an invalid phone number right there. Invalid. Call not answered. Okay. Call not answered on that one. All right, let's try one more here. Let's see. Um, oh, let's see. I circled this one right here for some reason today. So let's try this one here. I want to get that guy I was freaking arguing with, man. He he was a good one. He put on a good show for us. This one here. I don't know if I called this one in here. I got one or two more here to do. Let's see here. Try this one here. I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Nope. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. I like those. Those are good ones there. All right, one more. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. What do we got here? Oh, this is the last one that called me earlier today. That's why I highlighted that one. Let's see. Um, cross that one out. Bam. Got that one. Got one. Got that one. Got that one. Got this one. All right. Let's see. Um, we'll try. Uh, all right. Let's do this one. This will be it. We'll wrap this one up right here. We'll get to the news of today. It's 336. Um, uh, 537. 537. 
Alright, and we'll go here. Alright. Sorry about the delay, but that's live internet radio here. Alright. Here we go. Oh, I forgot one, uh, one I want to do too, but they got to call me back, so. Numbers no good. Numbers no good. See that? How about that? Numbers no good. So how could a fake number be calling you back? How could they do that? How? It's impossible, man. All right, let's get to the news of today. Let's see. What we got? Whoa, Russia. What's going on with Russia? Now, my prediction last week is that they were going to be going to war. And I believe that there's already fighting going on over there. I just don't think they're reporting it accurately. I believe there is skirmishes going on over there. And, uh, you know, uh, I know, who was it I got into a big debate with last week or about this? Sarge, Sarge, yeah, Sarge. Uh, I kind of thought it out with the conversation he and I had about Russia. And in a way, I think he's kind of right. You know, um, I, I, I know, I think he's wrong about the preparation. Uh, you know, uh, uh, they got these you know, supersonic missiles or whatever, and I think I talked about those two, and they were just reported on the corporate news media that everybody's worried about them. They travel double, double the sound, speed of sound, actually, and we can't shoot them out. Our destroyers can't pick them up out of the sky. It's like down to a matter of five seconds before we can actually get it, you know, hit it, hit them. And then we would only get, out of 30 of them, we'd only get like five of them. And then so we'd get direct hits on five of them. I was watching this military channel on how we could defend against these things. And uh, I don't know. I don't think, I think our military is more superior than the Russians. Uh, but as far as getting involved with with the uh, Russia in a Russian war, i got to agree with a lot of people also is that, you know, it's not constitutional unless Congress votes and says that we should go to war and authorizes us to go to war. We have no business going over there and messing around, and we shouldn't even be a part of what NATO is involved in anyway. So, uh, but with Russia, the Russian situation here, it's, it, this, this could be very serious. It's, it's, they're dragging it out now. I wonder why. Um, real quick here, Democrat privilege, congressional candidate attacks 12-year-olds with racist slurs, vomits, and hampers, still doesn't drop out, dropped out. See, uh, see, what a mess our country is in. Trump blasts Biden over Russia, Ukraine, quagmire, high oil prices. Pluto's return and the rebirth of individual freedom. Toddler fires gun at cops during arrest of father, police say. Oh, boy. What about that one? How about that one, huh? A four-year-old child fired a gun after his father ordered him to, uh, to during contentious arrest at contentious arrest at a fast food restaurant in Utah, authorities say. The disturbing incident unfolded around 1.30 p.m. on Monday in Midvale, Midvale a city in Salt Lake, Salt Lake Country. Unified Police Department um, officers were called to McDonald's after employees say a man began aggressive, uh, began aggressive, became becoming aggressive, and pulled a firearm at the drive-through, drive-through when his order was mishandled. KUTV reports, knowing that he might be armed, they pulled him out of the vehicle as quickly as they could," said Salt Lake uh, County uh, Sheriff Rosa, Rosa Rivera. Noting that the suspect was non-compliant, while officers were apprehending the suspect, who was later identified as 27-year-old Sadat Johnson, he reportedly told a child in the backseat of the vehicle to shoot at police. What a dummy. What an idiot to do something like that, huh? Uh, One of the officers noticed a firearm coming out of the vehicle, and he was able to deflect it. But the firearm did go off and went into an awning 
went into the awing here at the crowd at uh, McDonald's. Awning, oh, excuse me, awning. <laughs> Screw up there. The, the awning here at the McDonald's. Sheriff uh, Rivera explained the person that pulled that trigger was four years old. I've never seen anything like this in my 30, in 28 years in law enforcement. The child's, child's three-year-old sibling was also in the rear of the vehicle. Wow. Man, we got, uh, this is a sad day for law enforcement in our community, Rivera says, said. To have an adult think it is okay to encourage a four-year-old to pull a firearm and shoot at police illustrates how out of hand the campaign against police has gotten. Johnson now faces charges of felony child abuse and threatening the use of uh, a dangerous weapon. His children have reportedly been placed in the care of a family, a family, and the Division of Child and Family Services has launched an investigation. Oh boy, uh, it's all an investigation. Um, well, we got, uh, we got. I think we got a news clip on that one there. Let's uh, see if we can get that up and running here. We got a news clip on that one. Uh, that's disgusting. You got to tell a four-year-old to shoot at a police officer. What the hell's wrong with people out there, really? What the hell's going on? You know, this is that's insane, insane. When the crime scene tape goes up, it's almost always tied to something awful. I've never seen anything like this in my 28 years in law enforcement. Police say it all began with the car in the drive-thru. So the driver of that vehicle was upset because the uh, order wasn't what he ordered. The workers tried to make it right. At that time, we believe he brandished a firearm. It was officers who were called to the parking lot to try to resolve the matter. Knowing that he might be armed, they pulled him out of the vehicle as quickly as they could. That's where the situation went sideways. One of the officers noticed the firearm coming out the vehicle, and he was able to deflect it, but uh, the firearm did go off and went into the awning here at the McDonald's. And the shooter? The person that pulled that trigger was four years old. The sheriff just can't believe it. Just think the gravity of that. A four-year-old was told, we believe, by the father to pull the trigger and shoot a police officer. The officer who deflected the shot suffered only a minor injury in the scuffle. He's a hero in my mind. He saved a life today. It'll be many more days, a tall order, to get over what happened here. That's just unbelievable to me. Somebody's taught him that. All right, all right, everybody. Understand the time is what you live today. Absolutely disgusting. Terrible, terrible. Terrible. What kind of world do we live in? D.C. National Guard scrambling to secure tow trucks as Freedom Convoy descends. Oh, boy. The Washington, D.C. National Guard is uh, ratcheting up for preparations for forthcoming protests that began on Tuesday as a new group of roughly 1,000 truckers, dubbed the People's Convoy, makes its way, makes its way to the nation's capital in protest of COVID-19 mandates. According to a notice obtained by Breitbart News, the D.C. National Guard land component command will be encamped starting today, which, according to a source, to an to an on source, is synonymous with to occupy an area. According to the notice, National Guard. According to the notice here, through the notice, National Guard will encamp through Monday, March 7th. The notice stated that soldiers were already on standby to support the State of the Union address, which is scheduled for March 1st. A separate notice stated that the encampment could last uh, longer than March March 7th, 
and would be in support of the D.C. Homeland Security and Emergency Management Agency and Metropolitan Police Department, MPD, Breitbart said. And with uh, Fox News, Brad Pegram reported earlier Tuesday that the Guard is now scrambling to secure some heavy tow trucks to haul away semis, which may try to block roads. Oh, boy. So we got this there. They're coming. Where are they coming from, this D.C. convoy? Oh, wait. A new trucker protest dubbed the People's Convoy is departing from Basto, California, on Wednesday en route to Washington, D.C. There are around 1,000 people planning to participate. And uh, so 1,000 trucks, that's, that's a lot of trucks when you think about it. It's a lot of trucks uh, planning to participate. They expect to uh, pick up more. Um, along the way to the nation's capital to, uh, let's see here. Huh, wow. So 1,000 plus trucks, huh? Paragram uh, earlier cited Rev, uh, Representative Bayer, Bayer uh, Democrat of Virginia, suggesting that a, occup- a con- that a convoy in D.C. would be a disaster and very unwelcome. By Democrats adding, I don't know anybody who lives in metropolitan uh, Washington who would want be part of something like this. Well, you're out of touch with reality anyway, pal. Crap, idiot. Um, you know, whatever you think, whatever you would think anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, on Friday, the U.S. Capitol Police issued a press release that said you're closely, they're closely uh, coordinating with uh, entities, which include the D.C. National Guard ahead of the expected convoy. Law enforcement agencies across the National Capital Region are aware of plans for a series of truck convoys arriving in Washington, D.C. Around the time of the State of the Union, as with any demonstrations, the USDP will facilitate lawful First Amendment activity. The USDP is closely coordinating with local, state, and federal uh, law enforcement agencies, including D.C.'s Metropolitan Police Department. The United States Park Police, the United States Secret Service, and other uh, allied agencies to include the D.C. Guard, the United States uh, Capitol Police. Oh, yeah, when you hear me interrupt like that, where I go, uh, like that, where I, whatever, it's because, see, I can't read to you all the other stuff that I get because a lot of this stuff, I'm not getting it from Fox News, a lot of my stories. I get them from, you know, individuals from other groups that I've joined throughout the years and whatnot, and you know, some of them are militia groups and some of them are other, you know, groups and whatnot. And, you know, they're not top secret. So it's just it's just that they're, you know, people that I've known and whatnot, and they pass along stuff to me, and I read it. And then but they leave comments that I'm not supposed to read. So when they give me a little other information I'm not supposed to tell you. So that's why I say, huh, by accident or something. So somebody just said that. They sent me a message. Well, why if that I'm having trouble reading? No, it's because I'm reading several different things at once. So, or sometimes I'll read something and I'll interpret it a way that I'm allowed to tell it. So, where, you know, I'm not screwing up the information or, or you know, telling you a lie. Uh, here is additional information to address numerous inquiries we have received uh, this evening. The United States Capitol Police uh, and the United States Secret Service have closely wor- are closely working together to plan the upcoming State of the Union. The temporary inner perimeter fence is part of those going discussions and remains an option. However, at this time, no decision has been made. The United States Capitol Police says no word on how many protesters USCP plans plans on uh, coming. So, uh, 
there. I thought our mandates were lifted already. Most of them were. It's still going on. I thought that was the big thing now that they're lifting all the, all the schools and whatnot. So I don't know. Because um, this turned into something big. This uh, this thing here. Let's see what this guy wrote on a comment. We got a comment here on here. Putting together a convoy to the district of criminals is just a waste of time and money. If truckers want to have a real impact, they need to park their rigs and refuse to haul anything. Since nothing moves without the truckers, won't take these communist Nazi field slugs long to figure it out. <laughs> oh, well. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think they'll accomplish by that this trucker thing if they uh, do a convo, convoy to Washington, D.C.? I mean, what are they really, really going to accomplish anyway when you think about it? I mean... Like I was saying in the beginning here, you know, what, all this is for not, not. I mean, this new world order thing. I mean, they're clamping down, and I don't think there's anything we could do to really stop it. I think the fabric, everything that's been built up for hundreds of years now in our country, really is just going to have to just be let out with, you know, slowly but surely the hot air balloon is being deflated, and uh, America's broke. America's broken, and I don't think we could fix it doesn't mean I'm not going to give up trying to fix things. And I think I, I did put that out there, too, last week where I said, you know, anybody in there got any campaign advice for me? Uh, I always put this out there. You know, I'm, everyone knows I'm running for public office here in uh, my district, North Carolina House of Representatives, legislative. I believe lawmakers is where you can really try to fix things, fix the country, fix your local area, fix your state. And being a legislator or a legislative and part of the legislative body, I think, is a good start and really where you can make a difference. And uh, sponsoring legislation and or, or, you know, maybe taking a hard look at what's out there in the codes and statutes, the illegal codes and statutes, unconstitutional codes and statutes that are out there, is something that I would sponsor. I would like to see I would like to see a lot of this stuff erased and removed off the law books. There's a lot of stuff out there that we don't need. Instead of creating new laws, we need to get rid of the old ones or ones that are on the books now. And we need to, we need to, and I think we need less government in our lives. Yesterday I uh, did a commercial on a radio station. Uh, went into the studio there yesterday afternoon, and like, <laughs> would you believe I got nervous? <laughs> I was nervous recording the commercial. You know, I, I stuttered. I had to stutter and retake it about three times. <laughs> I had I let I had something that I had written down to say, and I forgot it. So I figured, ah, I'm not gonna worry about it. I talk on the podcast all the time. I'm not worried about it. I guess you know, you know. So uh, man, they put me in that studio in front of the microphone. I'm in the little room right there, and the guy's on the other side of the glass, and he's like, "Okay, go." <laughs> Three, two, one, and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. I started laughing. You know, I, I, I said, I can't believe I'm nervous. Saying, I told the guy, I said, I can't believe I'm nervous. And he goes, Oh, you'll be all right. He goes, It happens all the time. You know, he had to help me out there, you know, and, and finally after about seven takes, I said, okay, let me take a couple deep breaths. I said, all right. And I just, about halfway through, I almost did my stuttering where I, you know, and, but I did, I got through, and what I said was uh, pretty good, actually. The guy said, yeah, yeah, I like that, you know, what you said and everything, you know, restore the republic and everything. He said, I've never heard that before. So, you know, he's going to play it three times a day for a month on the radio show. I am on his uh, radio station there, the radio station that they're, that I'm not going to say which one it is right now because I don't want my trolls out there contacting them. But, uh, you know, um, so, uh, you know, I got my ad out there, and I'm going to do a couple other radio stations in the area, I think, depending on the price. 
And um, I put an ad up in the newspaper here, uh, the restore for my can can you know. So I so ideas. How do I engage the people? I don't need to raise money. That's what I got to do. To be honest with you, I got to raise money uh, somehow, some way uh, to to pay for this stuff. I mean, I got to pay for signs and and stuff like that. Uh, you know, stickers or whatnot, and or printing stuff out is it get it will be expensive. You know, I'm not talking about tens of thousands of dollars, but you know, I would say a couple thousand dollars. You know, I, you could really grassroots. You could do something grassroots and get out there. You know, a couple tanks of gas, driving around, talking to people. You know, and and, and handing out pamphlets or uh, leaflets and whatnot. But but if anybody's got any suggestions out there, that would be nice. I'd like to hear you know what people have to say or, or email me or whatnot. You know, I'm just getting the website up and going because I've been. It's like pulling teeth trying to get people to help you. You know, because nobody will help you. Nobody wants to help. You know, you, 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 I mean, you got some people that just don't do anything all day, and they won't help. And uh, finally, I got a guy out there in California. He put together a quick little website for me, and you know, because um, I got to have donate buttons and stuff. Because people have to have a website to go to to check you out. Well, I disagree with the guy. He wanted to put a picture of me up. I said, he was arguing with me about it. I said, well, you don't need to put a picture of me up there. You know, I said, people want to know, want to know what I look like. Go to my Facebook or something or my Twitter, you know. So uh, finally he took it down. Then he ended up putting it back up again with me in the suit and tie, and I didn't like that. I don't like that, you know. So, but uh, any suggestions, uh, please, 657-383-0616, or you got a news story you want to share or talk about, press the number one. Welcome you on to the platform here tonight, on screen, uncensored. I'll bring you on. Um, let's see here. Uh, boy, let's see here. Telemarketers. Yeah, all right. You guys want me to do a couple more of those? You know, by the end of the show, I will. I'll call them up, see if I can get a couple more numbers going. But I want to get to a couple more news stories here. And the phone number is 657-383-0616. Press 1. Oh, yeah, we had you guys want to comment on uh, Ken the other night. Yeah, Ken. Well, uh, sorry about Kent there with the straw man thing. Uh, you know, uh, look, you know, arguing with people and stuff, I know, listen, I, this birth certificate thing, I'm not going to buy into that. You know, I'm just not going to buy into that. I just don't think that, you know, you're going to walk into a courtroom and you're magically going to be let go. You're not going to walk in there and say, I'm king and I govern myself. Or I'm a sovereign king and that's it. And the judge is going to let you go. You're not going to say magical words. And the judge is going to say, case dismissed. You know, I just don't buy into that stuff. I think it's a crock of baloney. And uh, I think you can beat them with the law. I think there is procedure and there is lawful du jour. I get the du jour de facto thing. I, that is law, and I get that, and I understand the civil war. But just all this sovereign stuff with the birth certificate and you're a, you're, you're, you got a bond and, and you're going to cash in your birth certificate and be rich, no, no, no. I I don't buy that for a second, and I don't believe that you can change your name and you're not a, you're a fiction character. This and that's when they start dragging it out to something that just doesn't make sense at all. It's just not true. Um, I believe that yeah, there, there's uh, substance to what they say. I believe that they've taken the truth and they've run with it and they've spun it into something it's not, and that's what people do. And I believe there's provocateurs out there that are provoking people because this, because this sovereign thing, people start getting pulled over by the police and they start arguing with cops and it creates a conflict. 
You know, you got the guys driving around with paper plates, less license plates, talking about I'm free. You know, uh, look, I agree you shouldn't have to register your car. You know, I don't like that registration, registering your car I, to bring in money for the state. I don't like it. I agree with people on that. But but what are you going to do? You know, walking around talking about you're a free man and you have a right to travel, you're not going to win with that. You're not going to win. You're just not. You're going to be sitting in a jail cell, and you're going to be electrocuted, okay? Don't engage them like that. You're not going to win. I don't buy it. I just don't think, I don't think it's the proper way of doing things or going about things. Um, I think you should stay out of their way as much as possible and do things that I'm doing. Run for public office, get in there, infiltrate the system, and change the system lawfully. Change it the right way. You know, there's not going to be a war. There's not going to be a revolution. I don't provoke people or entice people to a, a revolution and engage uh, to hurt people because war is hell, and innocent people get hurt in a war. Anybody who's a veteran out there or anybody who's fought in a war, anybody who's been in the military knows exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about stuff like that. War is hell. There's nothing good that can come out of a war. A lot of pain, a lot of misery, and a lot of innocent bloodshed. And, that's, and, and war is a terrible, terrible, terrible part of the human race's history on this globe. Killing people, ki- taking the lives of other human beings is not the proper way to handle things. And uh, so anybody who's enticing war or wanting war, I, I don't think that's, you know, you need to, you're just not, it's just not right. Yeah, I mean, you'll have to answer to it one day. One day. So uh, let's see here. Uh, let me check the phone lines here. See anybody who's up there. Anybody who wants to talk here tonight? Press the number one. Got a few people on the board here tonight, but six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Press the number one, and I'll bring you on. Now, I'm gonna get into another news story here. Get over here. Uh, back. Pull that up. Um, I know we, a couple of you want me to do the telemarketer thing there. I got to get proper numbers numbers that where I can make contact with a couple of these people. I've got another story here I've got to get to here that I had up now. I just got it down. Um, the um, protesters take over Brooklyn Bridge in solidarity with Freedom Convoy. So uh, we got the protesters here. Everybody saw what happened there in Canada, too? Crazy, huh? Crazy. Crazy. So let's get this story up and going. The game-changing nootropic is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. You can experience brain force ultra for yourself. It's special. It's available at InfoWarsStore.com. Yeah. 
can succeed. None of it can actually be carried out unless everybody is silenced and gaslit. That's why truth comes with hard work, with research, and diligence. Why it's hard to share in full wars links and band out video links. That's why we've got to share them now more than ever. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there is absolutely so much to get to today. Let's start quickly here with some videos, the latest dealing with the Freedom Convoy in Canada. First, let's go here and take a look. This is in New York, the Brooklyn Bridge, where a large march took over the Brooklyn Bridge earlier this morning, waving Canadian flags and American flags, and this was the sights and sounds of that event earlier today. All right, so there 
it is. You, dirty Canadian. Dirty Canadian. Show me your papers. And uh, that officer, one of the officers featured, Officer Dyke, letting you know that you are not free. You're a slave on these streets. What, you think you can move about freely? You think this is a free country? This is Trudeau's Ottawa. I'm going to need to see some papers immediately, some ID, some vaccine passports. And you know what? Just for good measure, why don't you get down on the ground? We're going to beat your ass a little bit. Just for thinking about being out here. Just for having the nerve. Oh, you're not with CBC? You're not with the establishment media? I think we're just going to go ahead and stop you right there. It's time for you to get out of here. It's funny, though, because here you're having clip 13. A few years ago, Justin Trudeau, this is June 6, 2020. Here's Justin Trudeau taking a knee, joining the crowds, the Black Lives Matter mobs, joining them, taking a knee against police brutality. Now, here's Justin Trudeau starts on the right, horses trampling people, but he's nowhere to be found now. or even uh, people like Dan Crenshaw are bad. you got to judge them by their fruits. Uh, Vladimir Putin has been to these things, but not a graduate. Russia joins Center for the Fourth Industrial Revolution Network. So Russia is signing up to this stuff as well. And this is a post-human world. This is transhumanism. And it's like an arms race. All these groups are doing it. But the globalists have launched it to now take over our bodies and put gene therapies in us when they want and then cover up all the illnesses and deaths. So incredibly dangerous. And now Democrats in national polls and members of Congress are saying, if any trucks show up in D.C., even peacefully and honk their horns, arrest them, take their trucks, and put them in prison. And then the long tyranny comes. And next, well, you didn't turn your kid over for transgender training. We're putting you in jail. Oh, you honked your horn. That means Heil Hitler, says the ADL up in Canada. They want you arrested for that. I'm not kidding. They said it in Parliament. So what we have is globalist agents literally taking over and turning us into an open-air prison. Let's rush through your phone calls here. Let's go to Velvet in Toronto, Canada. Velvet, welcome. Hey, Alex. How are you doing? Wow, I'm not doing too well. I'm watching it all come through. Well, hey, honey, I'm living it. So I would first like to say uh, honk. Uh, how that can be an Acronym for Hitler, H-O-N-K. I have no idea. Well, I mean, she knows that. She just says, I control all language. I'm your cult leader. Everything you do, I say, is racist. So don't talk. Keep your mouth shut. Yes, but in, in return, what witch. happens is it makes... The woman, the woman is a threat to freedom. Go ahead. But, yeah, but she she looks like an idiot by saying that. I mean, I wonder except, if she actually... I, except she'll have you arrested without, without bond. Well, that's true. Well, we're, we're already slaves up here anyhow. I mean, just on a side note here, our carbon tax, we actually pay a tax on our carbon tax. So we're double taxed. That's many, right. It all goes to private tax. banks. What do you think of that? Yeah, exactly. Or in their pockets. Um, but, you know, I don't think that anything is really going to change until the media gets taken under control because you would not believe how many people are still – MK Ultra by all of this, I, I am flabbergasted. Every time I go out, I am still the only person in the store that is not wearing a mask. I got kicked off of a local platform for supporting the truckers. I mean, these people are just, I, I, I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, I'm wondering if these shots that people are taking are affecting their brain. 
Well, I mean, they are causing blood clots and are causing the blood consistency to change and causing a lot of health problems. But, yeah, people are going under a delusion. Here's how Stockholm Syndrome works. You subconsciously know you're under tyranny, but it's so scary you decide to say it's okay. And, and that's historically why women and children don't get killed when a foreign government takes over. They just kill the men, 12 and up, because men don't go under Stockholm Syndrome as easy. Uh, and I'm not putting women down. It's just a scientific fact. But most men today go under Stockholm Syndrome as well. They make excuses for what's happening and don't admit what's happening to them. Thank you, Velvet. You know, the way to deal with your media is to realize that when Trudeau got in, he began giving $600 million a year to select media outlets to make them state-run. But that was really so they could then have certified groups that are allowed to post that nobody else is. And now that's being put in officially. All right, let's go to Jeff in Winnipeg, Canada, on the total police state beyond lockdown. What do you mean by that, Jeff? Oh, it's, I don't even know where to begin or how to even organize all my thoughts on this topic in Canada. But with what you have to say about the state-run media, like there is no dissenting opinions on the TV. Everybody, when they're watching the news, eating dinner, it's just... It's like Black Mirror-style propaganda. And um, I'm 22 years old, and it's, it's, like I, it's like I'm an alien. It's like I'm the only person in, you know, in my community that, that thinks otherwise. And then, um, and like, I, I don't want to get into my personal life too much, but I, like, I'm unvaccinated. I haven't been to a bar or a restaurant in more than two years now. Uh, certain fast food places, they have signs up on their doors saying unvaccinated people can't use their washrooms. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, like, girls that I was romantically involved with, I didn't want to come across as crazy and raise, you know, the New World Order agenda with them. I didn't want to come across as a crazy person, but now I can't find a single girl my age that hasn't had at least two shots. And uh, Well, it's very, very sad. Here's what you need to know. Most of the shots, it's Russian roulette, are placebo. They send out the deadly shots. It looks out to about 3 4% of the people all over the world. It's the same in Europe. Uh, like old folks' homes get the kill shots. Military gets the kill shots. Uh, groups they want to purge get the kill shots. So uh, it's, it's all very systematic, but you're still taking your life in your hands. Jeff, great points. We can talk to you for hours. We've got to move on to get everybody in. Okay. Up next. Let's talk to Terry in Nova Scotia, Canada. Let's talk about Prime Minister Christia Freeland, uh, Ukraine connections. Yeah, her grandfather was the head Nazi uh, out of Ukraine, running Joseph Goebbels' operations in Poland and in Austria. He was in command of uh, – he was the direct lieutenant of Joseph Goebbels, and now she works directly for Klaus Schwab, whose grandfather – was the number four or five weapons dealer in Nazi Germany. So this is a very nice group of people. Uh, go ahead, Terry. Yeah, you're 100% right, Alex. And in the 1980s, she, according to her Wikipedia page, the early life section on her Wikipedia page, in the 1980s, she was a Ukrainian activist in Russia. And they were Russia was upset about this and I think might have kicked her out. Um, but that was the 1980s. Now fast forward to 2017. 18, oh, yeah, no, no. She's CIA all the way. But, again, the CIA is only a holding group. There's corporate groups above them. I mean, she's a high-level spy. She's been a spy since she was a kid. 
in mainstream Canadian media in 2018-19, they mainstream media saying the Canadian military is over in the Ukraine working with neo-Nazi battalions, according to the Canadian mainstream media. Yeah. Now, fast. No, no, she runs neo-Nazi battalions. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and Ukraine absorbed those battalions into their official military, apparently, according to the media, and now we're giving them more funding, more weapons, and while we're working with literal neo-Nazis across the, on the other side of the globe, over here in Canada, the, our politicians and media are calling our citizens Nazis, brother. They're calling good truckers, uh, one of the top truckers in Canada, Warren Garrison. They're trying to peg him as some sort of criminal. Yeah, whatever. And, well, I mean, you, you heard the, the ADL lady up there. She said, arrest anybody honking their horn. It means Heil Hitler. She'll put you in a forced labor camp in two seconds, brother. You're, you're, yeah. You've got a case of V.I. Lenin up there, and we've got it here, too. And, and these people know we've woken up to them, so they're coming after us. The, the information and misinformation war is really scary to me up here, uh, Alex. I just want to thank you. I first found you uh, when W. Bush was president, brother, and you've been keeping it real the whole time. I won't take up too much of your time. No, you're not now. taking my time up. We really appreciate you calling, Terry. I mean, how do you think this ends? Has this awoken the sleeping giant in Canada, or what's happening? Uh, I, I'm scared they're just going to crush us completely, brother, honestly. That's what I'm scared about. Well, Trudeau says he's an example of the world of how to crush people, and we're seeing history repeat. Can you believe they've arrested a bunch of the people and aren't giving them bonds saying they're terrorists? It, it, it's so scary, and and these aren't bad people in Canada. We don't, we're not Nazis. We don't like any of that stuff. We're, these are no, truckers. no, no, no. I mean, the people that actually are Nazis are running this. They are. They're the Nazis, and they're calling us Nazis. It's crazy, brother, and it's scary, very scary. Well, you know, to all the Canadians going along with it and others, this is going to take all your resources. You're going to be in a much worse place, but people got to learn. they got to get hurt really bad first. We're praying for everybody up in Canada. All right, Terry, thank you. Almost all these calls are from Canada. We're going to keep lines open for folks in Europe and Australia and other sectors of tyranny. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Everybody, Joseph Gibson podcasting here on Understanding the Times. Which we live today, uh, I do have a couple calls here. I can make it. We check the phone lines here: six five seven three eight three zero six one six. This trucker convoy here uh, comes to America. What do you think? They knock around the Americans like they did the Canadians up there, beating them uh, with the backs of their guns and uh, stocks of their uh, rifles. There, you saw that. Uh, there are the videos up there in Canada when they're beating up the protesters, the truckers there, and confiscating their trucks and uh, throwing. I mean, they. You know, and that January 6th thing, uh, you know, they didn't engage them there too much. Uh, they waited until they dispersed and then went and uh, singled them out and uh, isolated them and then surrounded them, one, you know, one by one, picked them all off until they threw them, uh, what was it, 700 of them in uh, jail now? 700 of them in the uh, capital uh, from January 6th, they're in jail. 700 of them, isolation, 24-hour lockdown, 23-hour lockdown. Uh... You know, I think that's what they'll do to the uh, convoy people. You think they'll just allow them to, uh, I mean, if things got out of hand, if something like that, they'll let them just get away with whatever they're going to do and then just isolate them and come pick them up one by one. I mean, they're going to identify who you are. They have their facial recognition cameras, uh, scanners all around Washington, D.C. They know where you are. They got your underwear scanned, for goodness sake. They got the barcodes in your clothing, uh, your driver's license, your license plate. So if you're driving into Washington, D.C., when this thing's going down, you're being scanned. And uh, you're stored in a computer. And they, you know, if something happens, they run your, or they, or they just, uh, you know, let the computer go through the national database with 
all your information. That's why you, all your information has been very selectively been uh, uh, accrued and put into think tanks and computer banks and uh, national storage banks, and it's all there. And it's then it's uh, it's uh, they, they enter your name into a system, and they cross-reference everything. Sometimes it'll take a few days, a few weeks. They ping, they got you, and there's your name. There you are. Go get him. They type up their little warrants and uh, have a judge sign, you know, the uniform cops, the fat faggots, get all uniformed up, and they get the badge on, and put their stormtrooper outfits on, and they come to, you know, and that's it, boom, kick open, flashbang you in the house when you're 4 o'clock in the morning. They wait till you're sleeping or whatever. And, uh, you know, if you got a dog, it don't matter. They shoot the dogs, and they come in, and they, that's it, handcuff, drag you out in your underwear and your boxers, and uh, that's it, you're all done. You know, and you're sitting in there, no bond in jail. And, there's, and you can't escape those places. Let me tell you, I don't know about these inmates who do escape, how they get out, and, you know, how the heck they get out of there, how they escape. But let me tell you something, you ain't getting out of most of these places. And uh, it's over. You're in there. You're in there. You're in a concrete box, and you're in isolation. You know, uh, you're you're stuck. No, you ain't getting no telephone call when you're in there. So once you understand something, you don't get phone calls when you don't get your one phone call. You be, I mean, you know, they may let you use the phone, but let me tell you something. When you go to use that phone, it's not like a regular phone. First of all, it's like an old payphone. That's the push button. All right, silver, tiny little cord. You know, you barely, you can't, you know, not that much wiggle room to move around. And uh, you can't hear on it too good. And when you pick it up, you're talking to a computer-automated voice. You have a PIN number. You're given a PIN number. And you, you have to use that PIN number. You have to set it up. You have to follow the prompted steps. And you get one phone call. You yeah, they get you that one phone call, and but the person on the other end has to listen to a recording for three minutes to accept the call, and and then they get charged thirty dollars probably, sometimes thirty dollars, twenty five dollars, for that call from the jail, even if it's a local call. And you get thirty seconds. At least that was what it was in the county jail here. Thirty five seconds, and then it hangs up on you. Click. That's it. Didn't finish what you were saying. Too bad. That's it. Guess what? Know where you're going now? Echo block, Foxtrot, whatever, whatever block they assign you. Your escort there, they're gonna escort you to your cell, and then you're gonna be sitting in your shower shoes that you're wearing, and your orange jumpsuit, no underwear, nothing, no socks, your blanket. You get two, you get one blanket, one sheet, and that's it. And then you go in, and you go in the mattresses that they're, they're tiny, they're, these mattresses that they give you, disgusting. It's like, you know, hard as concrete. It's just like a thin little mat. It's not even a mattress. I don't know how to describe that. But, you know, you might, let's put it this way. Next time you're outside or not even outside, when you're inside of a store that has a concrete floor, just imagine laying on that because that's what you're going to be laying on. All right, because that's your bunk. And you got a steel toilet with a steel sink and you got little push buttons on there, no hot water, just regular water, if the water works. Sometimes most cells, they don't work. Push the button, the water comes out a little bit. It tastes nasty. Sometimes it's brown if you're in the city. And uh, that's what you get. And then the door signs behind you, boom, that's it. That's it. That's it. All done. All done. You're all done. That's it. All you got now is your thoughts. That's all you have. 
and bang, boom, doors slamming and people pounding and pounding and the idiots singing and rapping and talking stupid, garble, jiggle, jobble, gobble, gobble, gobbly, goobleish, nothing. They're talking about nothing. Oh, yeah, I saw you And that's it. And the time 
the time. You don't know what time it is. You don't have a clock on the wall, so you don't know what time it is. You're not allowed to have your watch if you had one when you came in. They take that from you. Put you put in your property, and uh, that gets stolen eventually. Um, and uh, you don't know what time it is. The time stands still. Days seem like well. Let's put it this way: minutes seem like hours. Hours seem like days. Days feel like a year or a month. I mean, it's just the time just stands still. I mean, it's just terrible. The best way to describe a jail is uh, sitting inside a jail cell is go lock yourself in your bathroom and sit there on the toilet or wherever, you know, how big your bathroom is, and just stare at the walls. Just stare there and pretend you can't come out of there. And just imagine having to stay in there day after day, day after day, day after day, day after day. You can't come out. You're locked in there. Somebody has to let you out. You know? Because now you're trapped. You're not coming out until they let you out. That's right. Control. Power. And that's jail. Now, you know, that's the county jail. Of course, you know, when you get sentenced, if you're going to be doing, you know, years, you know, after, you know, you go through it all court, you get sentenced, you go up to the prison. And that's a whole other story. That's different. That's like, you know, a whole different ballgame of life. Depends what jail you go to, what level you are, what security risk you are, you know, stuff like that. Maximum security, medium security, minimum security, whatnot. They're all hell holes, though. And they're all garbage. I mean, unless you go to a federal prison, different. Federal prisons, you it's pretty much country club. You go to a federal minimum security prison, it's pretty much uh, you get rooms. You know, they're very nice. Some places I heard had tennis courts. You know, that's how bad. I mean, I've heard glorious stories about federal prisons. You know, like Bernie Madoff kind of prisons. You won't go. You don't go to those places. That's where the Bernie Madoffs go, the Epstein's go, and stuff like that. You know, the Bill Clintons, and if they ever got arrested, those, 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 that's what they're built for, those people. You don't get to go there. You're, you're, no, you're a slave. You obey, okay? You're a monster. You're nothing. You're an enemy combatant, all right? And let me tell you something. Some of these places are, like I said, now, you know, in the prisons, in the state prisons, some of them are bad. You know, the supermax prisons and stuff like that, they're just as you know, bad as what I just described, even worse maybe, you know. And then, you know, if they attack you and beat you up, I mean, like they did to me, they attacked me, you know. I mean, I'm not talking about the inmates, I'm talking about the guards. I don't, I don't call them correctional officers. I, but you'll never ever hear me call a prison staff member a correctional officer. That's an insult to my intelligence, number one. Number two, that's, they are not that. They are guards, and that's what they are. They guard you. They're guarding human flesh, and I don't see any honor in their job whatsoever. Any type of uh, 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 real, real um, productivity out of it. I don't think it's an honorable job. I think it's a disgusting job, and I think that that the systems that we have set up here in this country today is disgusting. And we, as Americans and as human beings, that allow this to exist in the country that we live in today, the prisons, the way they are set up, and how they treat people in prison, is absolutely disgusting. And I think it's terrible that we go and live our lives each and every single day and we allow this to happen without at least trying to change what's going on and not being a part of a cause or fight and stand up for something. I think it's disrespectful to you, yourself, me, and everyone else, the people that don't get involved and try to change the system that's keeping us and destroying us each and every single day. 
and uh, you should be out there doing something, and you should be partaking in something, and if you're just living like a lemming, then, you know, you're just as guilty for, for contributing to a system that is terror. It's bad. I mean, you know, it's just bad the way the thing that corruption. So partake in something to try to change something. And some people don't know that things are going on like this. So, I, you know, that's, I, if you don't know what's going on, you can't be held at fault. But you should know and you should be aware of what's going on. And now that you do, you should be investigating and taking a look around. Now, you see, years ago, they didn't have the Internet at the fingertips of your – you didn't have the Internet at your fingertips. So, you, you know, you didn't have all this information that's forced upon you today like you do today. Today, you have the availability of this information, and you should be able to decipher what is right and what is wrong and what the truth is, and you should be using but they, but you, But we don't. Instead, we have people that want to play games. And the games are hook to hook up games with this woman or guy down there, or or doing you know stupid crap, using Facebook for stupid crap, or like that TikTok, you know, where you're dancing around and stuff, acting stupid, you know, those videos, Snapchat, you know, stupid crap like that, you know, another and and really and that's why they call it Prison Planet, you know, because when I just tell you, you know, you hear people talking about nothing. That's what you have. That's what you do when you look at social media. But people talking about nothing. You know, idiocy. You know, and you really should examine, you know, around a, your surroundings when you become educated on this stuff and understand the times in which we live today. But anyway, let's see here. Let's check the phone boards here. Six five seven three three zero six one six. Press the number one if you got something you want to talk about or share, or make a comment about things that are happening around you, or if you got a story to share. And again, see. Platforms like this, you know, I'll get people that are calling and act stupid. They have nothing to contribute whatsoever, you know. I just hung up on about three of them while I was trying to talk there, you know. <laughs> There's no, you know, they don't contribute to anything of, of value to the show. I mean, uh and, and and really the show doesn't entice a lot of people anymore like it used to because there's not controversy. We're not arguing with each other. Well, I've got to call a news agency because I wanted to call and investigate something here. I had some questions about that. Now I've got to get their phone number up here. Let me see. I got that's what I want here. I need to call down there and ask some questions about some things here that I saw. So um, this is what people need to do. I mean, I'm chance I'm not going to get any answers, but what the hell? Let's see. Let's see. Let's just make them think here. Plant the seeds here. I got a question here, and everyone knows that I did the show over there, and and, I'm, and look. I don't agree with uh, a lot of the message or uh, uh, characteristics of a lot of things that happen here, but and everyone, but but uh, and but the fact of the matter is, when they're right, they're right. And this news agency did not read facts, so I'd like to find out what the heck's going on. And 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 the news media does not read fake news; it doesn't report the truth. So I'm going to give them a call and find out why they're doing this. And let's see what's going on here. Let's see. Let's give them a call. And uh, you guys, well, I'm not going to spill the beans here, what it's all about. But let's see here. Let's give them a call here. We'll, we'll see if somebody answers the phone. They did. Here we go. We are sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer huh. in service. Let's check the number and try again. 
You're a freaking news station. How could that be? I dialed the wrong number? Huh? All right, let me try this number then. I got these two numbers there. It's still on the Internet, that number. Huh. All right, well, I'll call this number then. Let's see here. 407. That was the 88 number anyway. All right. Here we go. All right. Spectrum News 13, Harvey speaking. Is this the news station? News 13? It's Spectrum in Orlando, Florida. Oh, the Spectrum thing. Oh, I was just uh, wondering. Uh, yeah. You guys did a story a couple of weeks ago. I was uh, uh, checking it out or whatever. I was reading a lot of stuff on the Internet, and then I crossed uh, this, these people's website or whatever. You remember that, the, that protest you guys had out, down there with the Nazis standing on the street corner holding up the signs and everything? Yes, sir. Yeah, well, they, then they, mm-hmm. I guess they attacked some kid or whatever or something. I don't know. That's what the news reported. I guess they assaulted some kid because he got out of the car and confronted him. Right? Yes, that sir. That was the news story. As, as, yes, that was sir. a narrative story anyway. We, what, uh, what became of that? Because yeah, I didn't see no follow-ups on it. Did they get prosecuted for that or, or, or um, just were there charges? I don't. I, yeah, I, just a second, sir. I have to look it up. Oh, okay. I, I, I know you guys did like a couple stories on it, and then it just like disappeared. couldn't find nothing on your website, that's why, because it was there for about a week and a half. Sir, are you still there? Hello? Well, I guess he just faded away. I guess he just hung up on me. I don't know. He got me on hold. Oh, he's got me on hold. All right. Is it, no, usually they play music for you when they put you on hold. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I have to, yeah, I had, I had to look up the uh, the story. So, yeah, usually uh, you, when you put on hold, there's music. I was just okay. talking. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, where'd you go? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, here we go. Let me see here. Um, yeah, it was up there for about Charges on the way for several anti-Semitic demonstrations. Sheriff, Sheriff John Mina says charges are on the way for several anti-Semitic demonstrators who allegedly got into a fight with the UCF student. It happened over the weekend, two days before a man claiming to be a part of a neo-Nazi group called 911 threatening to bomb and shoot up Bethune Cookman University. Oh, God. Oh, it was two days before that. Um, I'm trying to get the package. Uh, I want to make sure I keep it in. Michael Shaw was driving from the grocery store Saturday afternoon when he says he saw something that stuck with him, something that scared him. Uh, a group of people yelling profanities at at cars passing by, shouting anti-Semitic slurs. Several were wearing Nazi garb. Uh, Shaw walks the USF campus. He's shocked to learn a student was attacked that day. Orange County Sheriff Mina, uh, some 
demonstrators got into a fight with a driver passing by, hitting a UCF student, spitting on him. The sheriff says charges are on the way for the three people. All of these situations are very dy- dynamic. Uh, the demonstrations come. Okay. But, yeah. Um, so, it's just kind of a... That's the last thing I see that we have on. I'm trying to see if there is a updated... Yeah, we told you charges are coming on the in front of us if we build a video. Uh, we can tell you that some of those arrests have yet to be made. That was on the second. Um, so I don't have it. I I don't know, sir. Uh, I can't, I can't yeah. answer that question right now. Yeah, uh, it was on the 29th no, that happened. Uh, yeah, the yeah, news report said, yeah. So. Uh, well, yeah, how come yeah, then, yeah. Then on the other video, did, did they show a video saying that the kid got out and uh, uh, first, well, he confronted him obviously, and then they got into a fight. But then he didn't he push somebody down or something? Yeah. You, 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 yeah. You know what? Just one second, because I'm pretty sure I, I want to go to her. If you go to my, because I don't remember this off the top of my head, so the, probably the best. I don't want to give you false information and correct oh, information. Oh, yeah, I, I don't want that either. It's probably. Uh, <laughs> Right, and it's probably uh, on our uh, on our website. You can, I'm just looking for a link for it, so I'm gonna have to put you on hold again, sir. Okay, no problem. Well, maybe this was the news station that originally reported it. I thought that's what I thought. They're in Orlando. Well, at least he said he doesn't want to give me false information. That's good. We don't want no false information. We were just talking about that. But I don't understand. If you're standing in, if you're if you're out there protesting, you have the, there, so they were. Yes, so so we did. Uh, I don't see here's the information I found. So three were arrested. Um, yeah, uh, Joshua Torrell, a Bert Colucci, a Jason Brown. So three of them one for battery with a hate. Yeah, one for battery with a hate crime enhancement. Another with the same, and one for grand theft. Wow! Oh, grand theft! Wow! So uh, what? what the kid, so the kid that confronted him though, he didn't get arrested. So that was only three of them. So I don't understand. So wow, that's interesting. Huh. I I. I yeah, I, <laughs> I know that, you don't. I know you're just rereading it from there. I know, but because I'm watching, the, I was watching the videos earlier, and I'm like, uh, there was, you know, an altercation. I'm like, well, if you start a fight, don't you think you should get arrested? I mean, shouldn't that person get arrested? You know, I mean, granted, even if they're jerks out there, even if you know, if you engage somebody, you should be arrested. I would imagine. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I was just trying to find a report on it, and I can't. I couldn't find nothing. I appreciate your help, though. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm going on my news 13. Uh, yeah, I'm not, ours isn't coming up when I do a search on it, but we do have the information. That's the information. So, yes, three were arrested. Uh, yes, sir. Huh. 
Okay. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you uh, helping me out. I was doing, just researching it. Cause like I said, I was I saw it. It came across my Twitter feed. That's why on, on uh, uh, I think it was the 29th or something. And I was like, whoa. And I said, that's down there where one of my, my uh, brother lives. And uh, then I started looking it up, and then you guys were reporting on it. So I was following it for a while, and then it disappeared, and I was having a conversation with a coworker today about it. And I said, well, I'll call down there and see what's going on. So cause the sheriff ain't going to give you no information, that's for sure. <laughs> But uh, I appreciate right, you, sir. Well, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Well, he just uh, he gave me a lot of uh, information there that really wasn't useless. <laughs> but but shouldn't the person that engages them be – now, this what happened – the truth what had happened was is this kid got out of the car. Okay, now they're standing on the side of the road. You know, uh, they're doing a demonstration on the side of the road, and this kid stops his car in the middle of the road. This is what the video shows. They must not have this video. Okay? And the kid gets out of the car, and, and they're arguing. He goes back to his car, gets in, acts like he's going to drive away. He gets out of his car again, and then goes up behind the car, and this guy has his back turned that was arguing with him, and he pushes the guy down. Like, you know, runs at him. You know, a young kid. And this guy, I guess, is an older guy. I think he's in his 70s. And he's an older, elderly guy. And he pushes the guy down. The guy lands flat on his face. So, Bert and two other guys chase the kid back into his car. They, they mace him and chase the kid. They mace him. They're chasing him and macing him at the same time. And... Bert and two other guys get arrested. That is wrong. That's wrong. Why didn't that kid get arrested? This is very serious. Because if the news media or the or your if their people don't whether you agree with them or not, whether you agree with what they believe in or not, that is wrong because that violates the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. And that and and that kid committed a battery, an assault on an elderly person. So I think the guy was seventy-four years old. <clears throat> the guy that got assaulted. So that is wrong. And here we are now. Is this happened on the 29th of January? And this kid hasn't been arrested. So that kid's not going to be arrested for assault. They're railroading these three people. That is wrong. That is tyranny. That is communism. That is the road to tyranny. And it can happen to you. It can happen to me. It can happen to anybody. If people don't like what you say or believe, and the media is involved, and they report upon this, they just make up charges and arrest you and kidnap you and throw you in jail. And what were we talking about earlier? So, uh, folks... I think that's very serious. That's a very serious situation. You should be alerted on that. You should be standing up. You should be angry. That's the job of the media, to arouse, to anger, to make people awake and, 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 and to understand. I mean, you know, look, what did Jefferson say? I predict future happiness for Americans if they can prevent the government from wasting the labors of the people under the pretense of taking care of them. Thomas Jefferson, 
We'll quote different Jefferson. What do you think? We got another one here. You know the one up here. There is no justification for taking away individual freedom in the guise of public safety. I believe that was Thomas Jefferson again. What do you think of that one? Founding fathers knew their crap, man. They knew what they knew. Well, you know what, what, what to, uh, how to warn the people, how to wake the people up, how to warn us about these situations, what's happening to us in the times in which we live today. And you know, folks, like I said, if you don't agree with a certain something or someone or something, that's that's America, man. This is what America is about. This is what our country is about: disagreement. You know, a difference of opinion. I'm just choking at the phone boards here, trying to see. I'm looking at a couple of these comments here. People are espousing to me here. So, uh, anyway, so nobody's going to give me no campaign advice today. I had one guy almost got on there when I was playing that thing in there. He went a crank caller. So, no campaign advice from nobody. Another caller's out there tonight. All right. All right. That's fine. When I get elected into office, I'll forget about you. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, here. All right. I got 15, 10, 10 minutes left here. Let's see here. All right. What are we going to play here? Anybody got something they want to add or contribute here tonight, tonight's podcast? No. No. All right. That's fine. All right. Let's uh, go to one more news story here. Check it out here. And then uh, we'll get ready to wrap it up for everybody. Again, my simulcast got canceled here tonight. So that's why I'm going to go ahead with the show. Uh, Tuesday nights we will be on. That's my regular scheduled night now, Tuesday nights. And uh, we'll throw on another night, probably Thursday night, um, for everybody, the callers and the the, uh, people out there. Um, Let me see if I'm trying to get this new story up here. It was a good one, actually. If not, I'm going to go ahead and get ready to wrap it up here. Again, phone number 657-380-616. If there's anybody out there who wants to say something, this is your chance. You know, you don't wait until I get a guest on here, and then everybody blows up my damn phone lines. You know, I, I, I can't, you know, that, it kills me, man. You know, it's like, I'm like, hang on, guy, you know, because, I, I, you know, I don't like that. I would like make people wait, you know. And then, but, but, but when I'm, when I get to open phones, I don't get one caller. <laughs> you know, it's like you can't, you can't win. You just can't win, man. Let's see, let's check out what's going on over here. Let me see what's going on here. We'll, we'll scan Blog Talk Radio, see what the hell's going on over here, Blog Talk Radio. Oh, let's see here. There ain't nothing on Blog Talk Radio going on now tonight. There ain't nothing going on. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Look at, these, look at these radio shows. Border updates and convoy updates. That's live right now, the Wolverines. Talk of the Hudson, Tuesday, February 22nd. Special guest, Amy DeGuise. On time, Joseph Gibson gets the media. There I am. Hey, Tuesday talk with Key West Lou. All right, well. <laughs> All right, guys, I guess we'll get ready to wrap it up here tonight. What the heck? Nobody's going to contribute here tonight. What the hell? You know, I'm not going to go into another story here. Oh, we got a hand up. There we go. Private caller, go ahead. Boy, I'm glad I was able to get to you before you hung up the phone. How you doing, Joe? Oh, I'm doing all right, man. Where you been? <laughs> man, I've been here, there, and everywhere. Well, I, I, I being open mouthed in absolute amazement. 
at the yeah, ease and the facility which with this poofy-haired tyrant up in the north eased fascism into Canada. Open fascism. Yeah, that's your the nutcase, huh? Man, I mean, it's more than him just being a nutcase. I mean, he's really a facile juvenile delinquent. You know, uh, he's not very deep. I mean, he's got... He's about as deep as, uh, you know, as, as a pond. There's nothing to him. But what there is to him is is the backing and the tacit or explicit approval of all these elites who just love everything he's doing to help bring about the Great Reset and implementing the World Economic Forum as the international agency of modern-day tyranny. It's amazing to watch. Does he have it's the support? Amazing. Does he have a lot of support? Well, well, I, that's what they say. Let's assume that he does. I'm not at all surprised that he that that polls show it, because frequently people do. You know, especially when they're badly informed, ill-informed, as the media tends to make most people these days. They don't know what the issues really are, and they respond to the notion of a strong man. This is a typical thing that's been go- this is typical for what often goes on throughout history. But yeah. What but what but what you see going on with Trudeau and the way all this is going on is we've got tyranny coming in soft, velvety, lilting tones. You know, you got a bunch of women up there talking about how they're implementing these fascist edicts, not with jack boots or strong voices, but with voices that go up with a vowel on the end. And we're going to do this to help people be safer. You know? I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's like, it, it, it is like the most disturbing, creepy thing I thought I'd ever see. And think about what really what, what we're really looking at here, uh, Joe. Other than the issue of what is being protested, other than that, what we're looking at is a case of aggravated illegal parking. That's really that's what it right. boils down. Yeah, you're right. Literally, yeah. I mean, literally, that's what it boils down. <laughs> you know, I'm and 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 as a result of this aggravated illegal parking, they have they have uh, unleashed the most draconian measures in response in Canadian history, more so than 9/11, either of the world wars or anything Canada's ever gone in its entire history in response to a case of aggravated illegal parking. It is nothing short of astonishing to see the ease and facility which with this imbecile implemented this. Let me ask you this, Sarge. Let me ask you a question. If they went up there, right, and everybody just ignored them, and the news media didn't talk about it, and everybody just ignored them, what what would have happened? Nothing. They would have just eventually gone away, right? I, I, I think these guys were pretty well determined. They were prepared. It looked like they were prepared for a long haul to stay there, assuming they weren't, you know, set upon by stormtroopers in the Army. I mean, yeah, they, they yeah, literally yeah. didn't have much defenses against that. I don't think even they anticipated <laughs> this sort of a response. I think they were prepared to stay there for the long haul until they pretty much got their demands met. They had no idea that the um, uh, Canadian government would respond like Tsar Nicholas did in St. Petersburg. Makes you wonder about the American convoy. Could this be a provocateur? 
A provocateur oh, they're, they're, they're learning a lesson. And they, oh, oh, believe me, they see what's happening in Canada, and they're already implementing their countermeasures. Now, I, I'm certain they're not going to try an American version of an enabling act. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But what I think will happen is, I mean, they're, they're not going to dare try to, you know, seize cryptocurrency and all that. Because I don't think, but Joe Biden yeah. has a level of unpopularity. I don't think he's going to try anything like that. But I do believe he's prepared to unleash hell upon the truckers if they park. They're going to just keep moving. Yeah. they got to keep moving like a rolling convoy, not stop moving, go slowly 10 miles an hour, not park, at nightfall, leave D.C., and then come back yeah. again. Now, their only solution would be to do what? Shut down the roads. If they shut down yeah, the roads, they'd yeah. to go. That's right. You're, you know what? That's a good point. If they close down the roads, what can they do? Right? They've achieved the goal they set out to do with the trucks. That's right. That's a good, that's, that's a smart, smart, that's a very smart conclusion. So, so I like I said, if I was advising them tactically, I'd say, hey, keep your truck rolling. Don't park. Yeah. If you do it, stay in the truck, stay in the lanes, keep moving, keep going around in circles, go around the roads, go slowly so traffic is impeded, perhaps. And then leave True. D.C. at nightfall and come back the next day and they block the roads. Like I said, they, the, the authorities will be doing what they would claim the protest is trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So, so now let me ask you this question, though. But what if the truckers stop their trucks and park? What action do the police really have? I mean, because, you know, you have to let traffic flow, don't you? I mean, they can't stop traffic, Sarge. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean what do you think? Well, look, I, I mean, mean, look, there's no doubt that what they were doing up there in Canada was violating traffic p- parking laws. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt of that. So, I mean, you yeah. got to ask yourself, what can you do about vehicles that are parked illegally on a massive scale? Can you do anything well, about it? Or maybe, just maybe, hey, in order to get rid of them, you meet with them and see what their demands are. Hey, I was just maybe they got a that. point. This is a regular <laughs> thing. These guys would rather be hauling freight to make money. Yes, they don't want to be sitting there parked that cold ass winter time in the middle of a road. You know, sitting hey, there, they'd they rather be home watching football. And making money. That's why who the hell's got an 18 wheel truck to drive around and block traffic for? Paying all those taxes and everything. You got road taxes and what? Not and maintenance fees on that enormous vehicle. No, they yeah. don't want to do that. They want to make money. They got a legitimate beef. They want you to address it. You sit down and you talk with them. You don't act like a. You don't act like a. Goddamn tyrant, and sit up here and yeah, tell them that yeah. you are the worst thing since the Huns coming out of the East. <laughs> that guy Trudeau. I mean, who thinks I, like I, that? I never thought I would see this sort of irrational response to, uh, admittedly, given the level and magnitude of response against what they are doing, which admittedly is illegal. I mean, parking illegally instituting this sort of a draconian response. This shows you the level of fear of these authorities. Bouncy yeah, castles. Yeah. They're afraid of kids in bouncy castles. <laughs> Think about it, man. I know, they're not burning I know. down buildings. They're not assaulting police officers. They're not hurling water bottles that are frozen at cops. They're yeah. not beating people. They're not ambushing and shooting people like BLM was. Literally ambushing and murdering people. No, they got their children yeah. in bouncy castles. But I think in the most of oh, the cities, though, I mean, BLM. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you right now. 
If you see the way they react to this, you'll know what will happen. If these people are confronted with a real serious response to tyranny, you know what the results had better be, and you better batten your hatches down for what's going to ensue. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. If something, let me make, I'm going to comment on that, but let me make this comment first. BLM, for the most part, Sarge, across the country, really was peaceful in a lot of their demonstrations. You know, I mean, there were only certain cities that were really out of control, that where they were burning down, you know, neighborhoods and everything. It wasn't all across the country now. I will say that, you know, but a major, the major metropolitan cities where they did, you know, Atlanta was bad, New York City, Chicago, you know, uh, there were some, especially in the Northwest there, it was pretty bad. But for, but a lot of other cities, I, mean, I had a caller call in from Connecticut, he said BLM marched there, and uh, he said that was peaceful, quiet as can be, you know, and uh, no track left behind or nothing. Bro, nobody, nobody is, 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 is arguing against the peaceful protest. What we are talking about is the ones that weren't peaceful. You have a perfect yes. right to a peaceful protest. We are talking about the response to the ones that were clearly violent, the siege of a federal courthouse with federal officers there getting firebombed, getting lasers thrown in their face, getting yeah. bricks yeah. and objects thrown in. That's what was not responded to in any meaningful way. To include That's all right. of the demonstrations where actual violence and arson occurred, and there was no significant meaningful response. Now, That's when it true. comes to that, you know, like we got the idiot CNN reporter standing in front of a burning building, talking about it's mostly peaceful. I mean, this is the guy <laughs> thing that we're talking about. They didn't do anything to yeah. them, not anything meaningful. We just had this son of a bitch, Quintez Brown going after a liberal Democrat nutcase, because that's what that guy Greenberg is in Louis. He's a fellow nutcase liberal. And this BLM assassin goes in there and tries to murder him, and right away the elites gather up money to bail him out of the joint. Since when do you give somebody who attempts murder a bail that quick? Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I That's mean, provocateurs. Yeah. Looking at here, something. I mean, really, I never thought I'd see stuff this nakedly, double standardly, ever. And we're That's seeing. That's true. It. That's true, Sarge. That's absolutely true. But like I um, said, Sarge, all the people in BLM and everyone's got all the right in the world to protest, like it says in the Constitution, peaceful redress of grievances. We're not. Yeah. We're not arguing against. I don't care if. 98% of them were that way, and I don't believe it was that high. But let's say it was 98%. The 2% okay. should have been responded to appropriately, and they were not. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I can't argue with you there. But what? But we, real quickly, off topic, though, what do you think about the Florida thing with the uh, Orlando, with Bert, Bert Colucci and them, and uh, them being arrested? Did you follow up on that? What do you think of that? That was crazy, I huh? wasn't even aware of it. It yeah, they, they were, yeah, yeah, they, they, they were down there. I just uh, did a called the news station actually uh, live on my show here a second ago and uh, asked about that. They were down there protesting or down there having a rally, and uh, they uh, some Jewish kid got out of the car and started spitting at him and everything. And then he went back in his car, right, like he was getting back in his car. And then he got out, 
back out of his car, and he pushed one of the NSM guys down from behind. He was a 75-year-old guy. I pushed him hard, too. And Bert and two other guys chased the kid back to their, his car, and he, while they were chasing him, they were spraying him with mace, and they charged Bert and two other guys with, uh, with uh, a battery and a hate crime. <laughs> battery and a hate Wait crime a after a yeah. response of this guy with a battery on the 75-year-old man. Did they arrest the, yep. the, guy, the other guy, too? No, they didn't, but check it out. Now, here's the clincher. They got it on video of the kid doing that. You know, they, they got it on video on their website, and and they still had, did not charge the kid. They just arrested the three well, other let guys. Let me get it straight. Defending. In, order, in order to – I'm not sure about the law in Florida, but I know in Illinois, if you're going to charge somebody with simple battery, you got to have a complaint. you got to have a complaint and sign a complaint. Otherwise, yeah, you ain't got no check. Yeah. So the kid's well, the kid, Now, they got yeah. video of him making the attack first yep. and on on the people there. And it was – did they say – did the people in the NSF said they wanted to make a complaint out against him? Because I could see cross complaints maybe. I get, I, the sheriff, I guess the sheriff himself decided to have charges brought, according to the news media, against Bert and the two I other guys. But did he refuse? Did, did any of them attempt to charge this guy who initiated the whole thing with anything? I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that. I'm not sure. But it's did on video, for God's sake. Have him Look, unless they I think, I'm sure they must charge, have. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> I'm sure you know, they I mean, must you make, have common you sense. Say, I'm willing to sign a complaint. This is, Whoever was the victim of the battery has got to be willing to sign a complaint. Yes. Yeah, you're right. I'm wondering about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he must well, I mean, have. That's, I mean, that's why, why, be my you know? first question. I can maybe see, and maybe, and this is on the outside, cross-complaints, because that was kind of a common thing when I was working. People would file cross-complaints. Oh, really? You'd arrest both parties and let it go out to court. Okay? That's, yes. that's the way you yes. did a that's lot of That's probably what should have been done. That's the way it's normally yeah. done. Even though the cops yeah. don't witness it, and it's a misdemeanor. Yeah. Well, the kid clearly kid shoves the old guy in the video. I mean, he pushes him hard, Sarge. I mean, the but, guy but goes again, flat on his face. Is, is there a complainant on the other side? You're right. Gotta That's be. the key. You're right. I but wouldn't know. I wasn't there. So. <laughs> there's not going to be a crime. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 then how can then how can those three be arrested if the other kid didn't come? I don't think the kid the kid well, didn't I, complain and press charges. Must have made out a complaint. Wow. Uh, it's crazy. Well, unless, I'll tell you unless, what, Sarge, that's very serious. Well, unless the very cop serious. witnessed it, unless the cop witnessed it and said, well, I'm going to make out a disorderly conduct complaint against one party or the other. Well, they that's what they did, Sarge. They took the video that was reported on the news media, and the video that was reported on the news media was only the last half of the incident, not the entire incident that happened, you see? You know, well, that's I, the whole clincher. If they, if they did this the way I suspect this might have gone down and the way it might have, I think it was not done for purposes of justice or law enforcement. It was well, done to send a message to people. I think it was it would have be, would have been done to send a message to people who convey the wrong message that they think shouldn't be put out in public. That's it. Okay. All right. I think you're right. You're right. But that's dangerous, Sarge. Police officers are not supposed to be ideologically conformed to one side or the other. They're supposed to enforce the law. That's right. That's right. That's what it's supposed that's right. to do. 
And if you got complainants on both sides and you got grounds for both, you arrest both of them and let the courts handle it. But you don't favor one That's side right. over the other. That's right, correct. That's correct. <clears throat> so this sets a dangerous precedent, Sarge. If they arrest just Burton, those guys, and say, hey, we don't agree with your narrative, so we're going to arrest you, that's dangerous, man. That's Russia all over, <laughs> you know. you got to expect these days. I mean, look what they're doing. We, look, we got Jen Psaki has the spokesman for the federal government telling openly at press conferences that she wants private businesses to engage in censorship of viewpoints that are disfavored by the government. Openly wow. advocating for this. Why are we surprised? Yes, it's I'm a surprised. I, 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 I guess I'm not surprised. I guess, you know. We see it every day, Joe. Yeah, I know. I just didn't think it moved so quickly. The way it's moving, you know. Well, it's moving at light speed, man. We got to get good. I know. They're not just quietly behind the scenes signaling this stuff. They're flat out telling Facebook, Twitter, Google, YouTube. Hey, do our job that we're not allowed to do under the Constitution. Yeah. Do the job yeah. we're not allowed to do. You take care of it for us. You are you you're you're our you're our secret agents or not so secret agents. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't have to do it. Yeah. You do. You oh, do man. the kind well, of job like that. Why think the police do? How is this going to play I, out I, though? I, in the end, I mean, how much longer we got before this whole collapse? You think? Uh, you it depends about how resolute the American citizens are, how much they value their liberty, whether or not they in fact value their liberty or not. If they don't, it will happen very quickly. If they do then it will stop. You see what's going on in a lot of these school districts where these parents finally being exposed to the poison their children are taught in school are standing up and shouting about it. They now know we're, we, we, we protest. We do not accept this. We reject this. So there are yeah. Americans yeah. willing to speak up, advocate for their liberty, advocate for control, take away the control the state has over their children. Because you don't mess with people's children. That's one thing to get. That's one way to get things started. But I think yep. as we see more of this, and I tell you, I tell you what's going to tell the tale, Joe. Here's what's going to tell the tale. And I'm assuming now, when I say what I'm about to say, that the election is done with a minimum of corruption. You know, the standard amount okay. of corruption we expect in every election, which always occurs, but no worse than that. Okay, let's say that we have an election that is done with a modicum of integrity. The, the guy, we right. the minimum we expect in an election without raising too much of a fuss. Let's say we have All it. Right. Now, if the American people reject these Marxists and these progressives and these wokesters and these woketopians and all the things that accompany the Rat Party and Joe Biden and all the things they want to do that are just hyper-radical, I mean, just radical, not the normal kind of political bullshit that you used to get, oh, maybe in the 60s, or early 70s, or the late 50s. Not talking about this radical nutcase lunatic shit we got going on. If the American people <laughs> reject this, if the American people reject this, then we know, yes, they have a concern for their liberties. If they don't, then yes, you better be prepared to chuck it all down or take up arms and start Ceausescu in some of these motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, tell me. I, I tell you, the, 
there's not gonna be there's not gonna be no other hey, there's not gonna be another uh, another way out. Yeah, but if that happens, if the worst if the latter happens, Sarge, what are we gonna end up with in America? You can't we can't pull ourselves back together and rebuild with the, what we have today. We don't have a trained populace anymore. People can't the people don't even know how to dig a hole anymore. You know, we're not going to rebuild our way out of this. Well, there'll have to be a thir- another country coming in here like the United Nations or, or a NATO to rebuild America. And then America is the last beacon of hope of so what we resemble of freedom around the globe today. So we're really going to fall into a Chinese sort of type or a Latin America type of society, which I don't, you know, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't think anything, I don't think anything unites a people more than an outside invader. After all, you know, you look at what happened. You look look at the way the Chinese were fighting each other before the Japanese intervened in Manchuria, and then when they invaded yeah. Japan in 1997. I mean, look, they they were fight. Look, they 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 they, they found common cause, stopped murdering as much at least the nationalists and the communists, at least to go against the common invader and drive them out. They would kind of, they would find accord from time to time to do that, and then once they got rid of them, they went back to fighting each other again. But look, I, there's nothing I can think of that united people quicker than a foreign invader coming in. Yeah, true. That's true. I mean, you know, but but then again, Sarge, again, it unites us. But what are we going to? Re- it won't be long before we're fighting with each other again because we don't have people trained or educated. You know, we don't well, have people remember, educated. Look, some, some fights are worth having. We are literally looking at whether or not we are going to have liberty or we're going to have a form of enslavement. What's the choice? Now, you either decide, okay, I'm willing to live with this new form of enslavement or diminution of liberty, or I'm going to fight to regain my liberty. Take your pick. Because, look, yeah. the way things are going right now, you're going to pick one or the other. You're going to submit to one or the other. So, so yeah. hey, he pays your money, he takes your choice. Because that's what it's coming down to. They are telling us this. Yeah, that's true. That is true. i got to agree with you there. Um, I, mean, I, 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 I mean, I lament what can happen to my country, because being a historian, I know how god-awful this can be. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day... It can re- result in the near total destruction of the country and an invitation of someone else to come in and pick up the pieces and put them back together in a way you don't want to. So in the ultimate, I know what it can ultimately lead to. On the other hand, I know what it also can lead to on the other end, perhaps a re- re- restoration of what we think the country ought to be. I think it's worth taking a chance. Really? Really? You think it's worth taking a chance? Oh, my. I, it's well, necessary. I... I mean, if it comes down I to a choice between, what's the choice between enslavement or liberty? What's the choice? Hey, I know which one I'm. I know which one I'm going to take. And like I said, if you what? want, if you want, if you want a guarantee, then you can never go to war, never for anything for any reason. If you yeah. want a guarantee, yeah, war is hell, Sarge. War it is, is hell. Believe you know, I know. I know scars, the scars, the scars of the people, and the scars of the of the memories that will be left would would yeah. be enough to carry us on, like you said, and that's what kept us really uh, together as Americans because we had the scars of Vietnam, Korea, World War Two, World War One. Now, what do we got? You well, know, it's let's fading not away, isn't it? that little dust up between the states in the mid nineteenth century. Yeah, yeah, let's of course. Not forget that. <laughs> 
Yeah, there was plenty of yeah. The bloodiest little skirmish in the history of American arms was between other Americans, although whether or not it was going to be remain one nation or not, or whether it's going to have two two separate nations. I don't think we would have went to two separate nations, sir. You studied history and the history of, of the country. I think well, the, the Union was separate. literally did it. I mean, you no, gotta remember. I mean, you got to remember ahead. what happened was. Remember when in 1861, uh, the 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 Confederacy sent diplomats to Britain in an attempt to obtain diplomatic religion, uh, re, uh, recognition of the Confederacy by the British. An American naval vessel on the high seas, on the high seas now, stopped this British merchant ship they were on, boarded the ship, seized the Confederates that were on the high seas. This created an enormous incident. Britain said, you committed an act of war, and Lincoln had to back down and release those Confederate diplomats because of the outrage Britain had over one of its ships being boarded on the high seas. It was yeah. a violation of international yeah. law. And, 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 and so that's how serious the Confederacy was. They were trying to obtain diplomatic relations, recognition from Britain, France, and I think Belgium. They were serious. Okay, okay but why, <clears throat> why were they at the time? Because... You have to remember, Sarge, that at the time, uh, if you go back to that time, because everyone's confused now when they start thinking of civil war, they talk about slavery. You know, but you have to understand the Williamsburg Resolve you know, and the Reconstruction Acts at that time. And look at the Congressional Globe uh, object of, of, of the war at the time well, that was written. Uh, you've got the uh, – these are the de- uh, declared <coughs> – excuse me – objects and purposes of the war made by the 37th Congress, July 26, 1861, that you were just bringing up. The pages included here show the debate upon the floor for the Congress. As you will re- read for yourself, the original object and purpose of the Civil War was not conquest or subjugation. Uh, take note of this, those in opposition to the passage of the resolution. The Congressional Globe of the Official Proceedings of Congress is published by John C. Reeves, uh, Washington, D.C., July 26, 1861. And uh, the, uh, just read one <clears throat> paragraph. Excuse me. Jesus, what the hell's wrong with my throat? Real quick here. Mr. Johnson of Tennessee, I move that the resolution which I introduced yesterday be now taken up and considered by the Senate. The motion was agreed to, and the Senate resumed the consideration of the following resolution. Resolved that the present uh, deplorable civil war has been forced upon the country by the uh, uh, disingenuous Disillusions of the southern states now in revolt against the constitutional government and in arms around the Capitol that in the National Emergency Congress, banishing all feeling of mere passion or resentment will recoil, or excuse me, will recollect only its duty to the whole uh, country that this war is not prosecuted upon our part in any spirit of oppression, nor for any Okay, purpose of conquest or subjugation, nor for the purpose of overthrowing or interfering with the rights or established institutions of those states, but to defend and maintain the supremacy of the Constitution and all laws made in pursuance thereof and to preserve the Union and, uh, excuse me, with all the dignity equality and rights of the several states unimpaired that as soon as these objects are accomplished the war ought to cease <clears throat> that was from mr johnson of tennessee at the time okay oh well, now look, and re- look it, it, it's beyond dispute that lincoln made clear at the very beginning of the conflict 
that the reason he was going to war uh, against the Confederacy was to preserve the Union. He, was, he made that point over and over and over again, right up to 18, January 1st, 1863, when he issued the Emancipation Proclamation. Prior to that, he was saying the entire reason for this conflict is to preserve the Union. You know, that, you know what he's saying? Yeah. If I could preserve the Union by freeing all of the slaves, I would do it. If I could preserve the Union by freeing none of the slaves, I would do it. If I could preserve the Union by freeing some of the slaves and <clears throat> leaving others in place, I would do it. I am here to save the Union. He made that clear okay. over and over again. And, in fact, they were treading very, very lightly on the idea of making the war about emancipation. For the longest time, they resisted it, even though Lincoln, at some points prior to the emancipation, toyed with it. But his cabinet repeatedly advised him against it. Um, you know, uh, uh, for the longest time, his Secretary of State, um, Seward, was against it. Uh, uh, Secretary of War, the one that replaced the other guy, was inept, uh, uh, Stanton, the one that, you know, he stayed with. Um, that Secretary of War was cautious about it until after they got a victory at Antietam. And so... You know, it was clear that the, 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 the Union's initial effort was to keep the Union together. I mean, they made no bones about that. Yeah, but actually, Lincoln but, made no bones. But, but, but he didn't North, want to alienate he, those people who didn't want to go to war with the Confederacy over the issue of slavery. Yeah, but the but the South, but the but the people of the North. See, this is where it's, where the, it's blinded, Sarge, by the objection of the war. You see, the ob, the objection of the war says it right here in the in, in the last two sentences here. He says, Mister Sherman, not less conservative than a majority of the organization with which he is connected, went so far in the warmth of his feelings. So the other day, as to declare that unless the people of certain states in the South yielded willingly. Willing obedience, he would depopulate them and people them over again. That I call not only a war of subjugation, but a war of extermination. That's what this, that's how they felt. That's what they felt in the South. You know, well, as the reason why the war took place, and until they fought it out, the Union could not be preserved. That's what I'm trying well, to say. Well, if you look at the way, you know? if you look at the way McClellan initially fought the war, and this is what Lincoln was so frustrated with McClellan about, McClellan had somewhat of a Southern sympathetic outlook. He was willing to engage the South, but he certainly wasn't willing to engage it in terms that, say, Sherman and Grant were, like a, a 19th yeah. century version of total war. He would send scouts ahead of his units when they were moving in. In the, you ever heard of the Peninsula Campaign? Yes. Where we they landed that, in, and you know, uh, and made an amphibious landing and went up the. Um, we talked about um, that, Sarge. We talked about that months ago on this yeah, show. Yeah. Well, you know, he he sent scouts and flankers ahead to, and let the Southern planters know that neither their slaves nor their plantations nor any of their property risked any in danger or seizure from Union forces as they were advancing north to engage the uh, Army of Northern Virginia. Now, yeah, he, he you, believe, plain, now, you know no one would believe that, though, at the time. <laughs> well, no, they did, because McClellan gave orders that his men were not to do it, and they, for the most part, they didn't. Other than what was necessary for military purposes. I mean, of course, all yeah. armies, especially back in them days, would forage. Because that's the way you had to do it, because, you know, supply lines were. But I'm talking about the kind of thing that Sherman yeah, did in his march start. to the sea. No, they didn't do anything like Sherman's march to the sea. Hell no. Yeah. But that, I was, know, early, but, but, that was early 
way in the war. Later in the war, it was like total war against the South. It was done ruthlessly and with uh, almost a modern-day version of the way you wage war, like it in World War Two. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, you know, sorry, but that was here. later in the war. Earlier in the war, yeah. Lincoln and, and certainly his generals, particularly McClellan, were very reluctant to uh, uh, engage the civil population or unduly discomfit them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, sorry, real quick here. Uh, what's up? You never get – I know we didn't do a show that night there. Give me some campaign advice here. You were on campaigns. You've got experience here. Give me some uh, <laughs> advice here openly, if you don't mind. I can only can give you general here. advice because I'm just not familiar enough with the situation in North Carolina. And that is, number okay, one, okay. contact, contact, contact with as many people as you can possibly make personal contact with because they – every single individual – you make individual personal contact with it can create a network of others to whom they speak about you. That is number one. Really? Get your message down because you're going to be working. Let's face it. Your resources are probably going to be secondary to anybody else's. So you're yeah, going to have true. to use – you've got to get people out there to make personal contact with people. You've got to get as many venues where you can make your name and your appearance known, and you're going to have to find those subject matters and areas that are of concern to the voters who are going to vote. Identify those people who are most likely to vote. Make sure you are addressing their concerns to the extent they are consistent with your own political views and, 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 and how it is your being elected is going to make your campaign better for them. What about mailing, mailing lists, postcards, stuff like that, uh, getting, you know, writing down, mess, you know, getting flyers out there and putting it in the hands of the voter? Is that a good idea? That's where you get your network of dedicated campaign workers who are willing to work their ass off. One thing you can't work, you can't be spending no time with is lazy people. You got to get yeah, people true. out there who are willing to walk, their, walk holes in their shoes. Yeah. Yeah, engaging the people as they're coming out of the grocery store, talk to people. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. But like I said, all I can give you is general campaign advice. Like I said, I'm not familiar with No, no, I appreciate that, yeah. In North Carolina. But like generally speaking, people, uh, especially at the local level, like you're running for a local office, they vote for who they know. I mean, you look at the way Abraham Lincoln campaigned, man, when he was running, when he became a member of the Illinois State Legislature. That's the way you do it. Mm-hmm. You folksy, you yeah. tell stories, you meet people, you shake hands. He set the modern-day campaign style in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's that's a good point, yeah. yeah. And see, I don't have anybody that's up against me that they really know either. The guy that we had to see passed away. And then the governor appointed somebody temporarily. So, you know, so this guy that's in there oh, okay. now well, is the company. That's, that's an advantage for you then. So you got somebody then yeah. that isn't really entrenched. He doesn't have a great big machine unless he inherited it. Unless he inherited it, no. you know, I'm assuming. So, yeah. you know, that, that gives you a leg up. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. Great. That's good advice. That's good advice. Hey, no, they say the nobody wins the first time, though. Oh, man. I mean, like I said, you got people willing to walk holes in their shoes to get flyers out, messages out. And like I said, you, obviously you can't meet every single voter, but you can get surrogates yeah. to speak on your behalf. You can get good speakers and good surrogates who can carry a message in your platform in a personal manner to as many people as possible. You've got an outside chance. 
And like you said, mailing, postcards in the mail. People get a flyer in the mail or something or a letter in the mail addressed to them. Because I've been looking at the mailing list and everything, and you type your message up and you you put words down powerfully. Because down here in the South, people read – they're, they're readers. You know, you're getting in their face and talking to them. People are very – you know how – what do we say, Sarge? They're very – you know, like they're petri- – you know, they're not – they're timid. You know what I mean? And so you got to be careful how you approach people. So I think by them seeing a, a message in writing – Writing, I feel they get to know you better. You know, what do you think? In my opinion on that. Well, yeah, that's too. And you also want to look for venues where you can get your message out. Okay. You know where people right. congregate, and you're going to be able to get your message out and be able to speak to them and uh, let them know what it is. You ask to be invited to VFW posts, American okay. Legion posts. Uh, and they see you know, your name. Um, and they see your name, right? When they see your name yeah, on the sign. Yeah, your name. We want right? to be recognized. And remember, people people frequently vote literally for people they had personal contact with. Okay, gotcha. And that's gotcha. how you do it. That's good. Okay. Well, that's good advice, man. I appreciate that. Because I, I remember you talking about your campaign there or whatever that you were involved in and stuff like, you know, the stuff that you were doing. And I was just, you know, I like to replay what people tell me. But, you know, I replay it back in my mind. And then I analyze it and then I make a judgment call off of it. So, you know, so I was listening to what you had to say. And so, but, you know, it's always, it's always good to get advice and listen to what people have to say. Only a fool wouldn't listen to advice, you know. Oh, man, like I said, it's key. you got to cast your net far and wide, uh, all over your yeah. district. You, uh, what you really need to say is that, you know, you're not going to be able to do it. I'm going to visit every single house in this district. Right. Every oh, single wow. one. If I don't do it, then I'm going to send <laughs> some of my volunteer workers to do it. We're going to split it up. You and think we're gonna knocking go on doors is a good idea in today's time, Sarge? I don't like because a lot of places don't like solicitors, you know? I didn't say it would come without a risk now, did I? <laughs> you know? and like I said, I mean, you get you are literally getting in the arena when you do this shit. Literally. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. So I mean, I don't know what to say about that, man. I mean, you go look. It's gonna be up to you to decide how to weigh the risk. But I'm telling you, that's yeah, the yeah. best way to get your message out, get recognized, and have other speak other people speak favorably on you. If you speak up, one guy say, hey. This dude came to my house and told me this is what he was going to do. This is how he's going to yeah. do it. And he was nice, yeah. and we had a nice little conversation, and that person talked to somebody, maybe they talked to somebody else. You got converts. You're right. Going downtown like district, going to businesses, you talking like to, you know. Effect. Yeah, going to the business district, going to the business, talking to each individual business owner, you know, small businesses. Very important. Yeah, yeah. And then, you like, know, I'm not really that up on IT aspects of this, but given the fact that there is an Internet out there, there's certainly ways to, because the, 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 let's face it, more and more people spending more and more time on the Internet, you get your message out via the Internet in any way you can. On local bulletin yeah. boards, local community act, you know, community access. Next you know, door apps. Uh, they got those next door apps, Sarge, those next door right, apps. Yeah, yeah if, you know, yeah. the... the Community Homeowners Association thing. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're uh, right, you, man. You know, you get, you get the thing out there doing stuff like that. And before you know it, you'd be amazed how much uh, traction you can pick up, especially if it's a close race. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's true. That's true, man. Um, all right, final thoughts, Sarge, to the show here. Let me check the phone boards here. But final thoughts here. Uh, anybody uh, want to queue in here real quick here? Uh, phone numbers? No. Okay. Sarge, final thoughts? 
I'm looking at the situation in Ukraine, man, and I'm just looking at this open mouth. This damn fool, marionette, senile old goat puppet in the White House created the conditions for this shit. He literally did. Yes, he the did. The United States yeah. could be providing all the, 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 the natural gas Western Europe needs. All of it. All he had to do was maintain the policies that made the United States a net exporter of oil. That's all he had to do. He wouldn't have to go going back in the OPEC. He wouldn't have to worry about what not we'd have. Now, we'd have more than enough for our energy needs and Western Europe. But he's beholden to the sick, nutcase, green, weenie radicals in his party. And he yeah. created the conditions for what's going on right now. He created them. They sure did. And the reason Europe is not really willing to stay, even though they did shut down Nord Stream 2, but the reason they're not more enthusiastic about stopping, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, Putin and his desire to cease, I know he wants to get those uh, the Donbass region. There's no doubt he wants that. Uh, he might want all of eastern Ukraine east of the Dnieper River, too. But the reason he's in this position to demand it is directly because of the policies of the Biden administration. It's a direct result. That's true. That's true. You're absolutely true. Well, good final thoughts there, Sarge. Thanks for joining me tonight. I appreciate it. At the end of the podcast here. Uh, everybody, I guess until next time, tune in. God bless the Republic. Thanks to everybody that listened. I appreciate it. Take care, everybody. Take care, Sarge. Take care, Joe.